Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms, and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. Perhaps most distinct for her scars, Atlaran is host to a number of sacred or cursed sites, depending on whether you ask Bahamut or Asmodeus. Or, perhaps you'll ask the old Balin gods, whom the world herself and her moons and star are named after. These places, like Mount Gear, the Monomarig Meteor, Drosdana, the Dawn Deep Trench, the Shattered Continent, the Greenhall Sea, the entirety of Garrett Eldathos, they all play parts in the world's fate. But it's the people that truly shape it. And every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries. And we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery. Quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum. Or, in most cases, both. And that brings us to our particular window in time. Following in the footsteps of a scorned bard and her unlikely lone wolf companion. Or, perhaps lone coyote is more apt. Marin Veneer, a half-elven fighter with a love of freedom and gunpowder and a former bard relearning her musical skills. Marin was the daughter to a frail sun-elf laundress who passed away when she was still young. Left to care for her half-sister Sylphie alone, Marin grew up far too fast. In her desperation to keep her sister from starving, Marin accepted help from the Alteras and was lured into their poisonous web of abuse, theft, and murder. Forced to kill and torture, often those unsuspecting and even undeserving, eventually Marin dared to question her adoptive father Alistair and was slaughtered on the spot by her brothers just before she was 18. Sylphie was left to flee alone, but ten years later Marin awoke, revived by the Hydling cult. Sickly but determined, she recovered thanks to powerful magics and the apparent interest of Cynthia Moore, mother of the new King of the Arbiters, Silas Moore III. And, by Cynthia's order, Marin was given as a gift to Silas in the hopes that she would become his subservient partner, a suitable wife that would not question the Moore family thanks to her debt to them. Marin, however, had the spark of rebellion in her soul by then, and wasn't about to be controlled again. When Silas proved he supported her in the freedom of those crushed by the Arbiters, Marin reluctantly fell in love. Now with her fiancé at her back and the work to be done, Marin is ready for the long road ahead. She'll make sure no one suffers under the boot of the Arbiters or the Heidelin cult ever again. Kit. Just Kit, a shifter or elusir of the coyote totem and mildly devout cleric of Savros, the Balin god of mischief and wanderers. Originally hailing from Amnoblin as part of a group of natives called the Manamar and Dalmaric, Kit's people have always been harassed by the Skull or outsiders who seek to take their ancestral lands and waters. Kit's particular tribe was attacked when he was young, rendering himself and his brother Ren orphans and forcing their tribe to flee their home continent altogether. They found refuge in Irakel, but struggled to adjust to the change from sub-Arctic to equatorial desert. 
trusting in the sacred Mount Gear, heart of the world, to watch over them. Kit's people settled in the northern savannas, but Kit never settled, aimlessly causing trouble to Skull and taking mercenary contracts to send money home since he was 15. Kit has become a person of interest to the Guild of Wardens, enforcers who help keep the common laws. Thanks to Dana Fioris, a former troublemaking comrade who eventually went straight and became a warden herself, Kit has quite the dossier with the wardens and rarely struggles to find work at their guild. And now, alongside Sylphie, Kit has his own scores to settle with the Arbiters, though breaking apart an organization of kidnappers and slavers would be reason enough to destroy them. And hello, everybody, and welcome. Hello. I didn't hear a word coming in. He said in. it. I said Did it. You? Yeah. Oh, God. We're, we're, we're coming in. Hello, everybody. <laughs> welcome to the Alarn Adventuring Company. I'm your Dungeon Master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me, I have Astrid Knight. Hi, everyone. And Blake Wolf. Hola. And, uh... Hola. Hola. Welcome <laughs> to, uh, what is... Potentially, the epilogue. Ah! Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Did it just hit you? <laughs> Don't cry. Yet. Don't start yet. Yeah. I've got a good I one. No. I have, just in case something happens, I have my emotional support coyote. <laughs> oh my god. He's here. Wait, where's Jasper? Oh, that's so cute. Didn't You, you didn't know he had a little t-shirt? No. Emotional support coyote. That's adorable. I got him for work because he, you know, because yeah. people suck. But also, yeah. you know, <laughs> since Kit's a coyote, who's right here? I don't know his name. He's just my ESC, my escape. He's dinky. Oh, it's Dinky! Yeah. Oh. Is that a <laughs> hedgehog or a badger? It's a honey badger. He don't give no fucks. What no, do he I doesn't. Have? I have frumpkin. <gasps> We've all got stuffed animals just in yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, for this time, I do want to say ahead of time, even though I don't think it should be a problem, if there's any moment where things get too difficult or you need a second, say so or walk okay. away, whatever you need I to think do. it'll be all right. Oh. Okay. I'm just emotional, trying to be. Emotional support. I know that was directed Eotate. toward me, and I think I'll be. It okay. absolutely was. Yeah. <laughs> it was. But also... Because we know I have the emotional range of a teaspoon. No, that's not true. <laughs> also, nobody's seen me cry on stream yet, so here we go. Here's tonight. So, last time, where is my notebook? Where the fuck did I put it? Okay, that music is just a little bit loud. Oh, God. Where's my notebook? What did I do with it? <gasps> Perfect. There is no ending. Oh. There is no end. <laughs> that would be even sadder. It goes on forever. Yeah. We're stuck in the Astro Sea. Yep. yep. Forever. Forever. Yep. Oh. I was like, well, what do we do now? Buddy, Dinky, I need that. Thanks. Eight pages of notes from last time. Um, I won't go through all of it because I am very much a proponent of if you want to know what happened in our climactic battle you need to go watch it also i posted a set of highlights so yeah um you guys headed to uh 
I'm going to skip over a bunch of this because there's just a lot of talking and then a lot of battle. But um, mm-hmm. you guys headed to the Realm Gate after you realized you couldn't reach anybody there and gathered up a bunch of your allies to help defend it from what you learned was an attack by the Heidelin cult. Uh, you learned that the guildmistress um, and Nikolai and the chaser captain had all been killed. Uh, and uh, you... Let's see. Uh, Poor Nikolai. Yeah, I know. I felt really bad. He gone. Liked him. Well... And then we had to kill him again. Um, it's not like we can bring him back to life. You guys were not able to transfer <laughs> the Monomaric shield, so between Kenna and Kit, you guys asked for help from the Malandrada, and they awoke the meteor dragon, their eldest sister, Alsana Atara, the daughter of Tiamat and Atlaren, and she assured you that she would do her best. You guys headed to Fjallheim, uh, into the fortress to meet up with everybody, calling in allies from all over the place. Um, the Kestrel Mace, some Caskers, Clay, Mia, Bull, Alistair, uh, loads of fucking people, Ansem, Ethane, Vosner, Ellen Estel, tons of people showed up to try to help. Even Justine brought some of the Crimson Hammer. And uh, you guys gathered up what uh, you guys gathered up the eight staff bearers and Sylphie and Alistair and headed for the realm gate to defend it from imminent attack, knowing pretty much that the attack on Fjallheim was sort of a scapegoat. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, my favorite scene from that entire episode. You guys prepared in front of the gate and uh, said a few potential goodbyes, not knowing who would survive or if anyone would. And uh, you each brought out your staves in their preferred forms. Burkana in the form of a white staff with a green crystal, sonoring as the double-edged hollow greatsword. Uh, Keladir as the jet black ring. Squall as the silver black hilted Anduril like longsword, Vesper as Quinn's leather bound book of magic, Flameheart in the form of Overwatch, a blue and white streaked rifle, uh, Nova as a basket handled rapier, and of course Nyx as a full arm gauntlet with a glass blade. Yes. So and fucking cool. That was cool. Thus, Avengers Kit Assemble. Yeah. So cool. Thus, Kit deemed you all the Obsidian Collective. <laughs> and Alistair and Sylphie, too. Yeah. Oh, and you guys. Oh, and. Uh, Kai. What? What? Oh, okay. Kyla and Ooh. a group of white cloaks appeared before you, including Walker versions of Nikolai, Tamar, and Lucas. And uh, Kyla and Kenna had a bit of a standoff, considering they've been enemies for 200 years. Uh, Marin tried to persuade some of the white cloaks to change sides, but those who were in their right mind were either too dedicated to the cause or too scared of Kyla. Sylphie basically 
called Kyla out on all her bullshit and just called her a petty bitch who monologues too much. Uh-huh. Um, She's a Disney villain. She has to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, She's basically like the white Maleficent. <laughs> you, uh, you guys tried to tell Kyla that She's only going to be a tool to Olgar and Ilarka, but she assured you that the destruction of Atlaren was not the end of things, that there are many other worlds to rule. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's not going to be a tool for anybody. Right, right, right. And then what happened next? What happened next? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Alistair Fucking kicked off the fight bitch. by attacking <laughs> Kyla, and uh, you guys sort of split to attack. Uh, some attacked the White Cloak, some attacked kyla herself and eventually she called forth olgar's spirit to lay some hurt on Marin, uh only for Marin to retaliate with nomira's revenge and reveal flameheart in his self-chosen form uh in sort of the image of hesperus the dark skin the mane of flaming hair and he helped you send back just a wall of fire. Uh, the rest of the White Cloaks were defeated, and you guys focused on Kyla until eventually Olgar got kind of sick of her shit and forced her to open the realm gate for him, at which point he killed her. And with Kenna threatening him as an ancient brass dragon and D as a T-Rex, he still managed to get through the realm gate where you guys found it was very difficult to cause any harm, and so you had to chase him through. Uh, during this time, I should also mention that Kellogg had been there, but was banished by Sylphie because she's a badass. Oh, yeah. uh, only for her to lose her hold on him, but he did not come back. On the other side, you find Kellogg there having kidnapped Senna, which means Alsana failed in the Monomaric. And arriving in the Astral Sea, you find Kellogg facing off against Atlaren as he holds Senna and the core crystal in his hand. Um, let's see. Still battering on Olgar. Eventually, he got a little nervous and decided to absorb the core, but did not manage to destroy Senna in doing so, which was lucky on her part. Mm -hmm. um, everything, as soon as he did that, everything went dark and you guys heard a familiar scream of triumph as Olgar, channeling his power, made way for Ilarka, but in doing so, Olgar uh, unknowingly shattered himself again, leaving open a portal for Ilarka. Kellogg was still there, but not for long, as Ilarka came in and began to freeze everything, including hurting you guys, and he ripped uh, Kellogg's tether uh, and phylactery to uh, Alistair away, accidentally breaking it, uh, but thankfully, or maybe not thankfully, depending on your opinion, uh, <laughs> Alistair's backup phylactery kicked in, yeah. uh, a success, and he survived. Um, at Lauren, unable to directly interfere, but knowing that she needed to help you guys, because this was bigger than just mortals, 
she interposed between Ilarka and Silas, protecting him from direct attack. And uh, in doing so, Ilarka realized the connection between Silas and Marin, and so decided to go after the person that the healer cared the most about. And Marin almost got disintegrated again. Mm -hmm. Uh, almost. That's your oh, MO. Pardon. This is yeah. where you use Nomira's revenge. My bad. And, oh, was it? Uh, yes, you yeah. used it against Ilarka mm -hmm. because it was fire how you damage. guys realized that he was vulnerable to fire, and he oh, was like, "Oh yeah, what the fuck." Um, but also, being in the astral sea made it easier for uh, Flameheart to become his true self. Uh, Ilarka nearly downed several of you guys. In fact, I think he did succeed in downing a few of you, but not permanently. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys went through wave after wave of AoE attacks and lair actions, and eventually he used the Blade of Disaster to de-dragon Kenna, only to realize who he was up against in that moment. He surprised, bitch. Yeah. Uh, and by that point, the Collective managed to join together and with that Lauren's support, channeled all of their power into Marin for a final attack that dealt a total of 396 damage, mm -hmm. with all fire damage doubled and 100 extra for the support of your allies, when you only needed to do 10. Yeah, that and floored me that it was only 10. <laughs> And the final blow was struck not with Flameheart, but your trusty Ace of, Ace of Spades. Mm. As you blew his head off and the rest of his body disappeared into cinders and ash. Which I think is pretty fitting. Uh, at the same time, the eight staves to protect you all from this show of power took their mostly humanoid forms. And uh, you all saw most of them for the first time, though Nyx and a couple others weren't able to fully take their forms. Alistair, at the end of it all, bowed before Marin, and at Lauren thanked you, saying the Demi Weir stands. So, Senna survived, barely. Alistair survived, barely. You all have full access to all of your power with the yes. Obsidian Collective staves. The core was lost or destroyed, you do not know which. Kellogg is gone, Olgar is gone, Ilarka is dead, but not destroyed. It will take him thousands of years to recover. And the Obsidian Collective lives. It is Valder the Eighth. It is about noon. You are all standing in the Astral Sea in a circle around the last drifting pieces of Ilarka's destroyed form. And before you stands the goddess at Lauren. Marin is just so tired. She just falls onto her knees after she takes that last shot. Yeah, which I should mention in the Astral Sea, y'all are floating. Oh. So I forgot about that part. Yeah. Uh, up? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, but uh, Silas steps up behind you and puts his hands on your shoulders 
and you've still got Kit to one side holding on to you, D to the other holding on to you. And you see just across from you, Kenna helping Senna sort of right herself as she's starting to come to, but she is broken. She's small. She is just lacking most of her color. It's as if there's only a shred of her left. And you watch as at Laurent, this gigantic figure steps over and leans down to her sister and gently lifts her up to her feet. And for the first time in probably about 12, 1400 years, the two sisters embrace. And you watch as at Lauren through this embrace begins to channel some of her own power, even though she is slightly wounded from the fight with Ilarka. And she begins trying to gently uh, give something back to Senna to keep her together. But now that she's beyond the demiware and not shattered for a third time, it looks like she's going to make it. I look at everybody else and I'm like, I, I guess our work here is done. Does does anybody see the core? And everyone looks around and uh, you hear at Lauren speak up and say, he's taken it with him. Oh. It is far away and detached from Olgar. Does that mean eventually he could still come back? He is a god. A true god. Unless he is found and destroyed again, he will come back in millenniums. But the core is depowered at this point. It will never be an issue in any of your lifetimes or any of your descendants' lifetimes. Someday, we may have to fight again, but it will not be soon. Oh. Okay. Right. Um, I'm going to float. Float. Uh, go up. Um, uh, I'm gonna float over to Senna, and, and she she's just leaning on at Lauren, and you can see she is pale and looks sickly, but she's together barely. I'm gonna take one of her hands. You're finally with family. I, I didn't, I never believed it could actually happen. You did amazing things for the world. I only for, made up for the things I did wrong. I think you did more than that. And you changed everything for me so i think that's worth a lot more in my book 
And she glances across to where Sylphie is still kind of standing there, like, taking this in. And she's got Quinn next to her with his hand on her shoulder. She says, I guess we both come out of this with our families, then. I really hope you remember him when you see him. I do remember him. And she glances across to Kenna and the fading figure of this masculine uh, phantom that is Burkana. She says, The Vox Tide gave me back a lot of what is missing. And being here, and she looks up at, at Lauren, I can remember more and more. I'm glad. And looking back up at Lauren again, she says, Can we go see Alain? And Lauren smiles, and you see tears gathering in her eyes, and she says, We'll go anywhere you need to go. And Lauren leans down and puts a hand on your shoulder, and you just feel this warmth spread over you. And even if you're not a person for gods or anything that they necessarily stand for, there is an undeniable maternal presence about her. After all, she is Mother Nature. And she presses a kiss to your forehead. It says, thank you for thank everything you. you've done for my family. Thank you for everything you've done for us. Speaking of that <clears throat> question, not to interrupt, this is a beautiful moment. Um, that Lauren looks over with a <laughs> smile. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, do you, uh, what does that leaf do that you gave me? Oh, yeah, the leaf, yeah, it's a favor. Okay, can anybody use it? anyone that you give permission to I will make sure to do that thanks for the leaf I think you've earned more than just one favor oh my god do I get another leaf (laughs) do I get it can I actually I actually have a favor to ask yes do you know can you give me a seed that will cure Irakel? How much do you know about what happened to Irakel? Almost nothing. Uh, but I do know that you have a fancy tree there. I do. Um, and I'm. And so do you. I do. I have several, actually. Well, I, I've begun an orchard. A couple of them now. They're the only ones I've allowed to grow there. Allowed. Yes. There is no curse on Irakel. It's me. Would you mind if I plant a few more? I think I would love that. Good to know. Good to know. Um, okay. That's all I need. I just, that, that's, that's enough of a favor. And you see Kenna kind of off to the side, like, all right. I can, can, Hey, can I 
can I piggyback on that? <laughs> and at Lauren smiles and says, I think. Uh, I I'm, think... Well, no, I'm sorry, Kenna. High Elder Druid only. You're just going to. Sorry, just not. You're gonna. You're gonna have to level up some more. You look kind of, kind of shaky. And Lauren just chuckles and says, "I think that a few people have proven that Irakal could be restored. Ooh. I will let things, trees, grow there again." Well, thank you. Just look after them. For sure. How do we feel about cursed trees? So if someone tries to cut them down, like they die, like how do we feel about that? I won't stop you from doing that. That? Okay. You know it would be really fun if only like every sixth one was cursed and so you don't know which one it is. <laughs> it was just a gamble. You're like, am I going to die? Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe cursing most of them is not the greatest of ideas. Trees are still useful. No, yeah, that'd only be like, what, every sixth one is like 18% or something, right? That's not many. And she glances to Kenna and back to you and says, I'll leave that up to your discretion. Yes. <laughs> anyway, cool. we should probably leave. I know, I'm so good at, I'm glad you guys are back together, P.S., Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I I am going to walk over to Senna. And I want to tell her, be like, I'm sorry we couldn't get you the pocket watch. And she kind of laughs. It's not very strong, but there's a chuckle. And she says, I only wanted the pocket watch because I thought it was all I'd have of Talon. Oh, well, um, I think, did you, did Marin tell me that she called out for Sir Mir? No, no. Okay. Well, it should be in a safe place for hopefully all eternity. I trust that you will all make sure it stays safe. We will. And do yeah. what we can. I reach out and I'll just hug her. Yeah, she wraps her arms around you and um, Senna has since the moment you basically talked her out of her bid for power, even though it wasn't because she wanted to destroy anything, She's had an inherent trust in you, and you can still feel that. And now that you've basically given her everything that she wanted, but without the destruction, she is just... She kind of bursts into tears and just mm -hmm. hugs onto you as, as tight as she can, which is not that tight. Um, <laughs> and she just thanks you profusely. I'm holding on to her, too, and I'm thanking her as well. And 
eventually as she pulls back, she leans on at Lauren again. At Lauren wraps an arm around her and says, I think this is not the place for the Obsidian Collective. And she <laughs> points across and draws a line across like Kyla did. And the realm gate opens up again behind you. She says, I think you have a lot of your own business to tend to. And know that even though the Demiware stands, we will be keeping an eye and supporting you. I kind of look up at her and I'm like, I'm not really one for gods, but I know. This has been an enormous help. We try to do what little we can, but it's people like you that make the real differences. Go on. Go tell your friends you're alive and that you're successful. And she glances across to Alistair. She says, and make something better of yourself. Oh, oh, damn. And he Ooh. just sort of bows his head. Oh, and... you know you done fucked up when a god tells you to do better. <laughs> when mom tells yeah. you. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally earth mom I'm tells you to, yeah. In you. <laughs> but she does give him a little smile. Like, she does approve of what he's done here. And as he goes to move toward the realm gate, she does say as well to him, you're braver than you give yourself credit for. And he stops for a moment and glances back and kind of nods and steps through the realm gate. Give Senna's hand one more squeeze and then I will float my way over to the gate. Yeah, they watch you go and Silas joins your side and Sylphie and Quinn and uh, Dee... Kenna, Haley, Ethane, everybody. Um, Kit's going to hang back to be the last one to go. Okay. And he's going to look to at Lauren and ask her, um, do, you, do you know how to transfer the shield at the Monomaric or how to put them back to sleep? I'm hoping the world isn't actually ending. The Malandrata will return to their sleep on their own. Is this why they were waking up? Yes. How about Alsana? Do we need to, like, knock her out or, like, <laughs> stuff her in a barrel? Is she, like, a genie? Do we need a lamp? Yeah. Like, what is this? I, I think after the day she's had, my daughter will go back to sleep on her own. Okay. Good to know. Um, do you know how to transfer the shield at all? That is something that mortals learned, not me. Ah, well, so uh, that's okay. Um, well, and she motions as uh, motions toward the gate and says, "I think between you and Kenna, you'll be able to figure it out." We'll do what we can. Do you? 
this may seem silly, but do you have, you've both done so much for us. Is there, do you have any requests for what you'd like to see in the world? I would like to see a similar thing to what your people and the Dalmaric have always wanted to see. A respect for life in the earth. But that's difficult. But your goals with Irakel may just help that along. And I did want to offer that leaf. Mm -hmm. It may be powerful enough for you to use to transfer the shield. Oh, good I to know. I think I could lend you my power in that. Good to know. I will retrieve it. Uh, you know, because I didn't know what it was, and I just like gave it away. You know, like it's a thing. I, um, I know. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, you know, you're, you're, you're everybody. You're, you you know, yeah. Um, I'm not omnipotent, but I know where my favors go. Oh, okay. Uh, well, good to know. Um, okay. I've got some other ideas on how to make the world a better place. I figure I've been uh, pretending to be a high druid for long enough. I might as well start doing something, right? That would be very admirable. Mm. Not too admirable, hopefully. There's still going to be some cursed trees. That's going to happen. All right, anyway, I'm taking up enough of your time. You've got, you've got like, thousands of years to hang out and catch up. So, like, okay, I will, I'll, I'll leave. I'll go. Set, bye, bye, Senna. Bye. Glad you're alive. Mission accomplished. Bye. And you drift away. Okay. Oh, the... Ah. Journey through the realm gate is fairly quick, and partway through you begin actually walking through again on solid ground as people on the other side of the gate who are waiting for you will see your forms start to materialize the more gates you come through. Oh, and we look so fucking cool, like slow motion. You all look like you just went through a blizzard. Yeah. We're also like all beaten up and shit. Yeah. yeah. Not me. I'm just like moving my hair around. Like, oh, I think Kevin is the least commercial. wounded of all of you. Yeah. I accidentally hit long rest on my on my uh, thing, but I think I was at like just under 100. Yeah. Mm. Um, as you step through the last ring, oh, uh, you all see that uh, Lauren Moore is there along with oh. uh, who else would be there? Let me grab my, my thing. Uh, Lauren Moore, Vosner, mm. and uh, Justine are there with a few other people. Uh, some of the Crimson Hammer, some of the Kestrel Mace, so on and so forth. A few uh, Guild of the Gate members. And as you guys step through, Justine comes rushing up and grabs Silas, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just, she squeezes him. Um, and uh, as she lets go, she looks at all of you and says, what happened? Long story. Uh, we, we killed a god, it's fine. What? <laughs> it's, we'll explain later. We'll, are you okay? okay? Is everybody else okay? What's, I what mean, happened? 
we're, as our case, we're going to be a little confused. Did every, is, is the fortress okay? Is Yes, they just sort of walked away. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Kyla kind of, she, she didn't really kick the bucket as much as she was, like, force choked to death. So, um, I'm, it's pretty safe to say that the Heidelin cult is not destroyed, but it's not going to be what it's, yeah. it was. It is broken beyond repair. Olgar so, Heidelin isn't going to be coming back. Nope. And she turns and looks at, uh, some of the other people gathered there and, uh, Lauren comes up and hugs Silas too, and uh, Bosner steps up. Who looks after hearing that Olgar is not coming back? He looks tired and relieved, like literally fifty years of tension just melted away. <laughs> He's gonna be and, so uh, sore tomorrow. Finally, die in peace. <laughs> <laughs> He's just I mean, gonna like die tomorrow. I mean, like, he's eighty six. I'm <laughs> shocked he's made it this long. Yeah. Um, Do you keep having to roll for like, <laughs> like if he rolls under a fifteen, he's gonna he die. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a level twenty paladin, so he's hard to kill. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, he Damn. he steps up and looks at all of you. You can see he has some new like dings and scratches in his armor because even in, at his age Vosner does not shy, uh, shy away from battle. Um, and he looks over each of you all faces that he's now familiar with and says well I uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that you all just uh, did something that no one's ever even dreamed of being able to do. Uh, and pretty cool. Something that Ellie and our friends and I have been scared of for most of our lives. We're grateful. I mean, it had to be done. I don't I guess. <laughs> I don't think we're we're quite at peace yet, but no. We thought of work still to do. The danger the imminent danger is gone. And I turned to Kenna like and the Malandrata are about to go back to sleep. Jesus. I love them, I really do. Why? But she also oh. they're a little creepy yeah i well, they're mean not, they're not creepy once you get used to them but they're just everywhere well there'll be significantly less of them now and by less i mean zero eventually i'm gonna kind of miss them yeah who are you gonna have to talk to down there while you're like trapped under the the meteor forever i'm not going to be that's the answer oh well that's shit to do same though but um i also i look at vosner like we've uh we've pretty much taken out all the white cloaks and Kyla is gone. So we're probably going to need a little bit of help cleaning them up and yeah. uh, cuz they're going to they're going to break up and become little bandit groups I guess now. Um 
probably. There are there are still plenty of white cloaks out there, just maybe not the senior ones mm -hmm. anymore. And then so I also yeah. need your help finding a place for the Obsidian Collective. Hmm. What? Uh, we so it's we, a, we started yeah. a club. I guess um, of the the wielders of the staves. We're gonna need help to keep everybody in check, I guess, or keep the world in check, or like stop it from stop it from ending again. You know, are stuff like that. Are all of our avatars, like all of the staves' avatars, still out? Like, can they? be seen by everybody? No, no okay. they faded as you went through the round. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, we... I think word's gonna start spreading. Yeah, oh, sure. The Highland's gone and we have what was left of him. So... Oh. From what I understand, there's none of him left in them, so they'll be hard-pressed to do anything if they do get one away from you. Oh, I know, but... They're gonna try, though. Yeah. I think we also have a lot more power than even we anticipated. I'm sure. And that's a responsibility that I think we all need to take accountability for. We're, oh. I think I know the perfect place for y'all. Okay. What would you all say to be uh, to being located kind of centrally? Probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, I do know of uh, a couple places in, in and around Port Saris that now technically belong to the Kestrel Mace mm -hmm. after Lysander died. We could re-outfit those places. Ooh, there's a whole big building there. We got, ooh! Yeah, we'll have our own little Avengers base. Oh, and there's like, there's like yeah. magic shit there and some Warforge that we could have somebody fix up. The, uh, the mansion is definitely outfitted for everybody. Yes. And... As for the Arcane Emporium, most of that stuff's been sold off or being sold off, so the building is still there for y'all to use for your purposes, though. And I think, given everything that he's done and everything he was known for, he'd be uh, quite the supporter of a group of powerful stave holders. Um, is... Is Bull here? Uh, he's not right here, no. Oh, okay. We'll talk to him later then. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, we have plenty of time to, to work stuff out. Mm -hmm. Do we... I look at Marin, like, do we still need to be concerned about Del and Dane? I'm sure there are people out there still carrying out orders... I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen, but I mean, we can try and get forces up there to fill in the cistern still. Yeah. Whoever's running the whole drone company mm -hmm. now without Lucas. 
Maybe we can get them to help. Or just generally anybody who's in charge in there. The wardens. Yeah. We can take care of it. Yeah, we can certainly gather up a lot of people to help with that now. I think Uh, without Kyla at the head of everything in Emnoblin, it's going to be a lot less of a problem than it was before. Uh, I will give Vosner a copy of the notes, the cisterns and their locations. Okay. So that he can spread it out to whoever's going to help and continue to make copies of it and give it to people so they know where everything's at. Yeah. Um, he, he takes that and turns and hands it to one of his, uh, one of his officers in the Kestrel Mace to sort of distribute because basically everybody he wants to give a copy to is there in Fjallheim. And mm. that person takes off to start copying it with a couple other people. Um, but, uh, at this point, uh, a few more people uh, come up to the gates. You see uh, Clay and Mia, both a little rough looking, more so Mia because she's an actual hand-to-hand fighter. And that little fox, she can jump high and kick hard. Um, <laughs> and you see uh, Bull coming along with them with Irina. They both look a little bit roughed up. Um, <clears throat> and a few other familiar faces from among people you guys have met wardens, caskers, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, I will call them over and be like, hey, you guys look like shit. Come here. And Mia just pipes up like, thanks, you look worse. Thank you. Um, Everybody gather around and I will cast Healing Spirit in the center of them and it'll last for one minute. They get like 1d6 per round, so... Yeah. I'll just... We don't have to do the numbers, but... No, no, we'll just... Yeah. Everybody feels uh, refreshed. Refreshed. Um, <laughs> Free shavakadoo. Free shavakadoo! Yeah. Uh, but as they as they arrive, like, Clay immediately comes up to, like, hug Marin and Sylphie, and so does Bull, because it's Bull. And uh, Mia comes up and just, like, hugs Kit around the leg. Mm-hmm. I knew that was coming. Yeah. I will pat. Hit pat. pat, 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 pat. <laughs> Big ears. Um, Good job, Mia. And uh, not too far uh, behind her, you hear a familiar voice, Kit, say, Well, hey, you made something of yourself, didn't you? And you oh, see, it's Dana! Dana's here! <laughs> you see uh, Dana step up, backed up by a group of these really burly looking wardens. She's so tiny. She's like, Nice job, Kit. I look directly at her and I'm like, bitch, you owe me so much fucking money. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't contract you for any of this shit. I don't know you anything. This is 100% your fault. You were just like, oh, hey, BT Dubs, I've got a teeny tiny little thing for you to do. And now I get to kill a fucking God. I ask you to help that one. And she points at Sylphie to, to get rid of Flynn and Redner. That's it. Everything else is on you a dime. I expect your full cooperation for the rest of your life because I will outlive you. <laughs> I'm sure you will, kiddo. 
Listen, I showed up here because I ho I heard you needed help. So mm -hmm. well, I you're, consider this at least like, partial payback. I am not required to be here. You're like a hair late, but you know, yeah. I, fuck you! I wasn't a hair late. I helped hold the gate back there. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Also, can we? So we've done a little backtracking as we've all been talking amongst each other. The uh -huh. next time you find a weird box full of shit that you can't open, don't give it to someone. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 that was probably a mistake, huh? That was a, that was a mistake. And I like look like, at Kenna, I'm like, fucking mistake. <laughs> and Dana smiles at Kenna who's like, I know you. <laughs> and Dana is just like, hey, I gave it to the right people, didn't I? So, yeah, it, like, it eventually made its way to the right people. I'm gonna take full credit. I figured you would. Um, but yeah, you all, you all sort of mingle amongst each other and everybody is, catches up, make sure everybody's okay. Is what? Ansem here? Yes, Ansem and Ethane are here. Uh, Ansem. Yes. Did you bring your cat? Yes. Okay, is your cat Lucan? Oh. Lucan? Hey, Lucan. How you I doing, buddy? Uh, scared, but okay. Do you, are you still liking the cat thing, or do you like... It's actually quite nice. Okay. You and I need to have a talk later about some things. Okay. Okay, just like mentally prepare yourself emotionally. It might get a little weird, I apologize. And he looks at Ansem, and Ansem's like, it's probably going to scar you for life. Most, I mean, it's me. That's probably true. And he's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Clay me a bowl. So, I, sorry, I'm like looking at this list. I have all this <laughs> shit. Do I need to talk to yeah, you? Um, you don't need to do it all at once. You can No, just, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of look at Marin. I'm like, you know, if we're going to do this Obsidian Collective thing, how are we ever going to break a tie if we disagree? That's true. There's eight of us. Probably going to need somebody else. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, Are we everyone like, we know is here. So that's true. Do we? Well ask. I mean, I'm trying to think of somebody like really level headed who would be super good at this. And I'm like, I'm sort of leaning towards like, uh, you know, somebody super reliable, really strong, probably Clay. Uh, do we know the same clay? Because I don't think any of that applies. Uh, I heard my name. Did you? Yes. We were talking about pottery. Whatever. I oh. kind of shove his shoulder and like muss his hair up a little bit. It's like, it's all right. You're good, don't we? We're Ever only saying good touch things. my hair. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Did he say that while, like, swishing his Starbucks cold brew around? <laughs> he, he already finished his cold brew. I figured, yeah. I figured. He needed both his hands for fighting. Clay, so, Clay's epilogue, right? So Clay created the sending scrolls. Clay is going to create the first cold brew maker. Yeah, there we go. That's his epilogue. And his, his uh, side job. Yeah. Uh, of doing of being an interior decorator, apparently. As the industrial age comes on, he starts a yeah. franchise of coffee shops called Claybucks. 
<laughs> that is so offensive. I fucking love it. <laughs> Just because of that, he won't be doing any of that. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. Who do we? I mean, all of that sounds like a big puppy dog. And I look over at Bull. Oh, He's God. currently just like talking to Selfie and like making sure she's okay. Are you sure he's not going to want to like just live at home forever? I mean, I'm not. I mean, sure, I guess he could. We could ask. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to live in Port Saris. <laughs> That's true. He could always vote by mail. We could have Clay make more of these like Sunday things. I mean, there's also ways that we can get places. That's true. Or we can all get cool mirrors like Vosner has and like oh, have we, we could FaceTime each other. Just FaceTime each other. Yeah. All the time. Um okay. I mean I mean that's not a terrible we can idea. Ask. Yeah. He could say no. That's true. Will he though? I don't know. He's his own person. He he doesn't get pressured into things by us all the time or anything. Not at all. Hey Bull. Yeah. Hey, so completely no... Come here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, completely no pressure. It's not like this is life-threatening or could destroy the world or anything like that. Um, you yes. know, it, yet. It's like, it's really not a big deal. Like, it's not, you know... It, it could People could die, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, Later. Yeah. Do you want to be... Uh, no pressure. Do you want to be um, the ninth member of the Obsidian Collective? I'm getting, like, really mixed messages. How? Also, what's an Obsidian Collective? Us, apparently. We're uh, brand us? new. I whip out a pamphlet. Like, <laughs> what the did Obsidian you Collective. <laughs> no. It's just a piece of paper that you've written the Obsidian, Obsidian Collective on. It's just OC. Yeah. Like, that's all that's on it. Uh, um, what, what, we're the... What, what do I, what do, I so, do? Uh... You're it's going our... to be all of us who are the stave members, uh, oh. the stave holders, and I don't, I don't have one of those. You guys gave it to Quinn. Uh, well, it might be nice to have somebody who isn't as our voice of reason. Which, to be honest, you've been our voice of reason this whole time. It's true. Uh, all of us have a ridiculous amount of power now, so it would be probably good to have someone who isn't part of that be able to keep us in check. Um, I'm not, like, I'm not really that smart, though. Uh, you're... Well... Maybe you don't know how to read very well, but... I'll do, I, I, I'm okay at it. <laughs> You're the smartest person that I know. We're, we're not looking for someone who's super intelligent. That's not... We're not looking for intelligence. We're looking for someone who is wise. And you've been a voice of reason our entire journey. We've all kind of at different points started losing our minds and you were there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to make sure we didn't. So Some more than others. Okay, we don't have to get into that. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, sure. 
Sure. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That was easy. Yeah. I mean, pretty easy going just in general. All right. So in order to get into the collective, you do have to kill your mom. Um, if anyone could kill my mom, like they should rule the world. That's actually pretty true. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think I think Sylphie would be against that. She kind of likes her. Wow. True. Do you still have um? Do you still have all the vials of blood for us? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Keep those safe, please. Just in case. Yeah. May. Ooh, that's a good idea. That can be what you are. For the collective, you can keep you can keep vigil over us just in case one of us falls. Hmm. The keeper okay. of the collective. Oh. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I like it. Do I get like a stick? Sure. I pick up a twig I... off the ground and hand it to him. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you want do you want like a magic stick? I don't care. I don't know how to use magic. Well do you want like a magic stick that you don't need to know how to use magic for? Sure. I hand him the wand of paralysis. What does this do? It will paralyze somebody for one minute. It has six charges left. When it's done, it's out. There you go. If one of us goes mad with power, you can just. There you go. Us. Or you know, if somebody comes for whatever, you—that's a good backup plan. Yeah, he like puts it in his vest. It also um, means that you can, <clears throat> you can paralyze them, and then you can punch them to death for you know, five um, whole minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, and at this point, uh, Quinn walks up next to him and sort of claps him on the shoulder, says. Don't worry, buddy. I'll make you a special stick. I hate you, Quinn. <laughs> you're just... I'm an, en- you're like, I'm an enchanter. It's you're just so thing. fucking good. It's just... Oh. <laughs> he's like... This, he's basically one of my sons. Like, this is just how it is. Basically. Do you... Is anybody on this planet not one of your children? Uh... Yes. I <laughs> I like how he had to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I had to think about it. <laughs> uh, that was a clay moment for sure. <laughs> like somebody's like, have you ever met a ghost that didn't need punching and he spends ten minutes thinking about it? Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> well um uh yeah. I uh, I think I think that'll be that'll be good. You can teach him how to make something or make a mistake make him a fancy fancy people killing hammer that's on a stick or something like a rock on the end of a stick or like a scorpion on the end of a stick i actually got a pretty good idea i kind of <laughs> like the scorpion idea i'm not gonna lie i kind of like that too like yeah. a little bit of, a little bit of glue just put a scorpion on there what about a, a cobra what if you like so like a stick but you wrap <laughs> the cobra around the stick and it's just like the fangs at the top and it's just like <laughs> Like, that all seems like animal rights violation. <laughs> yes, but let's be real. All animal rights groups just spend 97% of your donations on their own shit. So it doesn't matter. It's true. Um, anyway. They're ain't, they, ain't save, they ain't saving any cobras. They're <laughs> turning them into snake sticks. Anyway. Yeah. 
I like that idea. I like that. Um, see what we can do. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm looking uh, at everything I have. I'm going to walk off. Um, do I see... Oh, we can do that later. Um, I'm going to go check in with Silas. He is there. He's just sort of off to the side a bit. Um, Justine's been talking to him a little bit, but he's been mostly quiet. Okay. I'm going to go over and I'm just going to, like, go to hug him, but then just kind of collapse on him a little bit. Because yeah, I realize, like, catches like, you and he's like, yeah. what? Uh, I'm not Sorry, that strong. I forgot that I'm exhausted. Um... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, me too. Oh, we... We killed God. We've killed God. Oops. You were... incredible back there. Uh... Sure. No, <laughs> you were... Oh, yeah. Mo most of that was panic. Uh, I mean, if it weren't for you, we'd be dead. I suppose. I, 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 I appreciate it, but it, it really was mostly I, panic. I'm going to take him, like, two hands on the side of the face. Yeah. Have him look me in the eye, and I'm like... You did. Incredible. Okay. I'm really proud of you. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I, um, I'm terrified of you. <laughs> Great. That's... That was definitely what I was going for. That's uh, fair. <laughs> also, I know I'm proud of you, but I also know that your grandfather would be incredibly proud of you, too. Oh. Oh, I, Jesus. <laughs> I've been wounded enough today, darling. <laughs> I'm just saying, he would. I... Oh, my kidney. I hope so. I know so. I've never met him before, but I know. Well, I'm not that much different, so you're not missing anything. <laughs> and eventually, once we kind of settle down, I think I'd like to talk to Keladir. Just talk. I think I'd like to talk with Flameheart. He seems rather fond of you. That's a bit of an understatement, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just kind of nestle into him a little bit. Yeah, he sort of drapes his arms around you and just sort of leans just a little bit because you're stronger than he is. And he's just <laughs> like, I'm so tired. Me too. Oh, and then I pull away from him. I'm like, what? Fuck. What? What? Where's Alistair? 
he looks around. A couple other people look around, having heard this, and you don't see him. God damn it. <sighs> well, we'll deal with that later, I guess. Uh, oh, Sylphie. Uh, I look around for her. She is currently... Who would she be talking to? Um... <clears throat> I think Sylphie has, after talking to a few people and like Justine and Bull, she's also kind of moved off to the side a little bit. And like, you see, she's taken off like the main chest plate of her armor and set down the hammer and the shield. And she's just like sitting on a rock, just kind of trying to unwind a little bit. I'll go over and I'll crouch down in front of her. Like, you're not hurt, are you? Are you okay? I mean,. I'm pretty fucked up, but I'm not any worse than anybody else. Yeah. Thanks for saving my husband back there. Sure, totally. I did mean, I did. did I save him? Yeah, she's the one who brought him up after he went down. Oh yeah. Yeah, she used the layout yeah. hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like pretty nifty trick, huh? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Whale mom taught me that one. So I, I guess I kind of owe her like a like a talk or something. I think a talk would be a reasonable thing to give her. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll get to it. But you are fucking terrifying. Oh my god. <laughs> Am I just going <laughs> to we're like gonna, in the cool way. Gonna have to rename Flameheart to Deathbringer. <laughs> Death she she leans forward, kind of resting one arm on her knee and putting a hand on your shoulder and says I mean, you I know I know we did it, but you did you see what you did? No, I blacked out. Um <laughs> I it was really because of all of you. I wouldn't have been able to do that without all of you. It was so I, cool. Like, like I've never, I have never, and probably never will again see just a couple of guns just firing just straight death at a god. That was pretty, pretty metal. Yeah, it was pretty cool, wasn't it? I guess I've never really thought of that as cool, but okay, it was cool. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Uh, I don't know. Everybody, everybody did something pretty, uh, pretty fucking crazy. I mean, Kit yeah. rode a dragon. Kenna was a dragon. D was a T-Rex. Mm -hmm. Silas, like, Silas and D together, like, single-handedly kept us all standing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and you, with your hammer, and Yeah. Your... Yeah. 
I mean, it's no, it's no Obsidian Collective staff, but mm, still, and I'll kind of like pinch her cheek a little bit, like my little baby sister's all grown up. You know that the hammer is within arm's reach right now. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you just told me how scared of me that you were. So. Oh, I'm not scared of you, but people oh. should be scared mm-hmm, of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. I don't know where Alistair went, but... He fucked off somewhere. Yeah, probably. Well, we know where he is. So. I want to sleep for like 15 years. Um, Let's go... I almost said home. uh, (laughs) I mean, I know where home is. Where's that? Ask Quinn, wherever... Phelanor. So. Is that what you're going to do? For now. I. I don't know. I. When we met up with them in mid-chord. And they just. Even though it was a prank. They just immediately said welcome your family and Quinn is like hey you're my kid now I I've been thinking about that ever since you know except when I was dead Um, wow still kind of thought about it then too but you know I I want I want that's a lot of what I wanted when I was you know, younger and the only fun things we did were play music. And I mean, they're a whole like circus caravan. All they do is entertain people and travel. And that's kind of all I wanted to do, you know, before the fires of vengeance entered my heart. But that sounds like a good place to start and then once I'm bored of that I'm gonna go to Seeger Ray Fair and I'm gonna wait for Ziegler to get there and then I'm gonna kick his ass <laughs> and then I'm gonna make him take me on a date I like that plan I I look over at Ansem and I'm like I've made plans Actually, which is weird because I don't make a lot of plans uh, far in advance. Not any good ones. Uh, you're not there. Shut up. <laughs> um, I have a passive perception of 22 now. <laughs> so you can just hear yeah. every conversation happen. I'm just like whispering under my breath. And like, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Silas and I are going to live in Constantos for... A while. Okay. But I don't... I don't want to leave you. I... We have time now. We do. And we have plenty of it. And that means that... We can... Spend all the time we want to together. And also all the time we want doing things that we want to do. 
and no one can stop us anymore because if they try to stop you they're just gonna fucking be destroyed and if they try to stop me they're going to be about five inches shorter so i am not i'm not gonna say i'm not scared of anything anymore but i'm certainly not scared of anything that regular life can throw at me anymore we you can go be you know miss guns a blazing and i can go be you know that sexy bard and we can get together whenever we want and what if we start off i don't really think uh i gave this whole vacation thing a shot no you didn't why don't we spend some time with you and with the Phelan too? Cool, Just, you can get to know my dad better. Yeah, I mean, I love Quinn, but I haven't talked to him all that much, I guess. He's really sweet, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Yeah, I mean, he basically, in no uncertain terms, has adopted you too. I mean, yeah. He seems to do that with just about everyone. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't do it flippantly. No. Just because he has a lot of kids doesn't mean he doesn't love any of them less. And I think that's exactly what I need. I agree. We'll finally get to know what a big loving family feels like I guess it's gonna be weird to learn how to live in that kind of situation yeah. but it, between oh I should have told you how our wedding went holy shit yeah I still haven't heard about how that <laughs> went there was some kind of like tiefling guy yeah apparently he knew told mom. Me anything what apparently he knew mom and then he heard that we were getting married so he was like oh let me give you like a big wedding or whatever did he talk like that yeah just like that um, just like that just can we like, meet oh. this dude oh uh, sure i don't know where he like is but okay just say that you're getting married and he'll probably show up Ian Ziegler, later down the line. No, absolutely not. <laughs> he has not earned it, and I doubt he ever will. Okay. Sure. Oh, oh God. Can we? Can we get away from this place? This place yeah. is creepy. Yeah. Let's let's go. Yeah. And to Haven first, and then gets up and grabs all her stuff. To home. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The group starts to gather together to gather into all their own like travel groups where Bosner and LNS all gather together the Kestrel Mace and um, Caskers gather up, Wardens gather up, so on and so forth. Two things real quick. Yeah. Uh one, I want to talk to Lucan real quick. Okay. So I'm gonna just take the cat, put him around my neck, and just wander, okay. wander for a second. So, Lucan. Yes. I know you, I'm sorry if this is going to be a little hard, but I know you had talked about your younger sister, Elaine. Older sister. Older sister. And that you never believed that she would be part of this. And I have some good and, but also it's bittersweet news 
the good news is that she was never part of it of her own free will. But they oh. did they did resurrect her and use her. But if you want me to, I can bring her back to you. Um, and, and you haven't seen Nadvia or Sarek? I don't know about the other two. We know that they're Nikolai who is now a pile of ash, so I can't do anything about him. Um, Kitty! Nikolai told us that um, that all four of you were part of it, but I don't have any specifics. I don't know where they are. But now that the... If they're anything like you, now that the Obsidian... Not the Obsidian. Now that the Heidelin cult has pretty much been destroyed they might be able to escape. I think... I think Elaine... I think she's had enough. Okay. Yeah. Are you... Are you sure? Okay. I will, um, I will take him over with me. You know what? Where are you staying in Constanos? Uh, yes. With Ansem. I have, this is going to sound really bad. I have a piece of her. And we'll... We can lay her to rest there when we come to visit you. Okay. And um, he looks over to where the Castro Mace is uh, gathering. He says, um, I I want to talk to Vosna about that. Of course. And he hops down from your shoulder and goes, goes over to Vosna. And you see Vosna... <sighs> lean down and like help him up and Lucan starts talking to oh, him. That's so cute. Um, <laughs> the uh, okay so actually two more now sorry. Um, yeah. I do want to talk to Ted if he'll have me if he'll show up. How do you call? I just the ring. Ted? <laughs> Ted! Yeah, um, it's like a magic lamp. You're just like Ted. Yeah, Ted. Yeah, Ted. Um, it, it takes a couple seconds, but soon you feel a hand on your shoulder, and you hear, "Yes." Hey, Ted. Hello. Good news, we're alive. I see that. I was just coming on my way to. Uh, everyone's alive. Yeah. Also, I know. Surprising, right? Also, good news. Alarka's damaged for thousands of years. I've heard. Yeah. Um, my uh, my aunt was in very quick contact. At Lauren? At Lauren. Okay. Uh, Senna's over there now, too. Yes. And um, there was... 
there was something I wanted to do with him. I am. Um, do you... I don't... Do you want me to keep this ring? Do you not want it anymore? No, I do. I just... I... We... The... the um, Mal and Drotter are gonna go back to sleep. Like, we... We saved the world. I don't... Yes. Know what I could ever ask you for. <laughs> well... We could still be friends. We could probably do that, I'm sure. I mean, you're going to be around for a while. We'll see about that. I'm working on that. It's like, it's in the, it's percolating. I think it's fairly certain. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yes. I, um... Yeah. Well, thank you for all your help on this. Thank I don't... You. I don't think we could have done this without your help along the way. Well... You were the only reason we got the Ordenhide in the first place. I will take partial credit because I was not in my right mind, but I was happy to help a friend. It's really weird that this whole adventure started with a murderous goose. Yes. Did I ever tell you why I killed that person? No, you know, I've heard the story from Sylphie. I didn't see the person, but I've heard the story, and, like, I'm very curious. Why did you kill them? So, uh, that person was uh, a knight of the Order of Ivermane, and uh, they were on their way to cut down at Lawrence Tree. Bitch. So... I stabbed him through the face. Wow. Yes. I mean, good for you. Thank you. That is good on you. Um, I didn't know why I did it. I knew it was because of the tree, but I did not know why I cared. Now I know why I cared, but at the time I did not know why. I do have a favor to ask you. Yes. I want it to be kind of a surprise. Um, Can you... Do you remember who Sylphie was with? There was a, a tabaxi she was with. Uh, yes, a little black cat. Uh, a little Jax. black cat. Jax, yes. Yeah. Do you know where he is? Yes. Can you... Can you bring me one of his bones... I know it's a weird... Just any bone will do, preferably a small one. You should also do either. He might also be buried with someone else. So, like, if you want to bring me a bone of each... I... I might be able to do that. Third favor. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I called you originally and I completely forgot. I apologize. Can you bring Ren to Haven? Yes. Thank you. We're going to go to Haven now, and we'll meet you there. Well, um, I can I can move Ren, but give me give me a little while for Jax. I, That's fine. I have some things I need to take care of, and I have family to 
get back together with now that they're no longer in hiding. Take your time. There's there's no rush. I I have a favor to repay. Friend will see you there. Yeah, we'll see you. And they give you a big hug. Hmm. I hug him back. Um, they... I pull a like a stray goose feather out of his coat and like toss it and like still molting all over the place. I think that will be happening for a while. Uh, yeah. All right. And uh, he, uh, they look over toward uh, Sylphie and Marin, who at this moment are still talking, and they smile and they say. I will come back to visit when things have calmed down. And they disappear. Um, the last person I want to talk to is Vosner. Okay. Just quick question. Vosner, um, is there yeah. like a temple or someone you trust to Tiamat? Uh, yeah, in uh, Rolden. Oh, that's right. Are you going to Rolden anytime soon? I mean, I go there pretty regularly. I take out the Lirley Ymira Gauntlet. Ymira Gauntlet, yeah. Ymira Gauntlet, yeah. And I wrap it up in something. Like, this is a relic of Tiamat. It is one of a set, and it is very cursed. And I would like it put away forever. Oh, Okay, well, you came to the right place. Um, and he he reaches out and takes it, and uh, you see him turn to Ellen Estelle, and he's like, Ellie, can you uh, put this somewhere safe? And she reaches out, touches it, and sort of turns her wrist, and it disappears. She's so fucking cool. Wrist pocket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate how cool she is, and also, like, ridiculous at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. She just kind of right kind of s- stand yeah. there, leaning on her staff, like mm. her tongue flicking out. She's like, <laughs> uh, snake. Yeah, I know she's, she's like a Laura Bailey old lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so get rid of that, and then cha-cha-cha. Um, sorry, last thing. Thank you, Vosner. I walk over to a thane. I give him back his coin. Um, How the fuck did you get this? You were, (laughs) well, you were dead. um, Yeah. And you were also wearing a paper hat and you told me I could have it. So. So thank you for letting me borrow it. I'm glad I didn't have to use it, but thank you. Yeah, it's a one-charge deal, you asshole. Oh, I know exactly what it is. Yeah, uh-huh. What? If it would have saved your life, you would have been half yeah, proud of you yeah, yeah, Okay, okay, okay. Don't be so weird. I saved your ass literally more than once. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, and you, Ansem, who's next to him, just sort of nudges him and his thing rolls his eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, okay, thank you. Yeah. You're going to be seeing a lot more of you for the rest of my life, I guess. Yep. The rest of your life. <laughs> uh, Alright, and then I, like... Joy. All right, I... Well, pff, you love me. 
There's no way you couldn't. Everybody else does. Yeah, and Ansem pipes up and says, he's saying, you have to like him. He's just like you. And I say, oh, Oh, you know what? I didn't even think of that. Like, you're kind of a dick. You sort of run off at inopportune times. You're like, gay as fuck. Okay, okay, okay. I am not Oh, you're not? No. Oh, you had me. Bye. Oh, well, I mean... Yes. Why the fuck do you think I have a daughter? Six one half dozen. I don't know. Maybe you picked her up somewhere. The two for one special. She looks just like me. You know, now that you say that, I was going to ask. Turkey baster. Yeah, there you go. Maybe maybe you had no. a surrogate. <laughs> no. Maybe you My got pregnant. Sayana. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. Um, Great. Happy for you. I love that journey for you. Love that. But don't talk about it in front of my husband. It's a sore subject. Ansem. Yes. Don't hurt him too much, okay? It's too late. He's kind of... He's kind of dumb, but I think he likes you. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here, you guys. Uh, as we walk, uh, I am going to catch up with Ansem. And be like, so, I'm not dead. Indeed you're not. So, I guess I should start for work uh, tomorrow, <laughs> right? No. Yeah. I, I'm going to start you off with... A mandatory at least two months vacation. I was Damn. just about to ask you about that. I look over at Sylphie. I'm like, I think there's some catching up that I have. Yes, at least two months. A uh, month and a half? No, at least two months. Oh, okay. Because I'm not going back to work until then either. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I look forward to it. Well, I hope you're used to getting up early. Yeah, I am actually. And getting burned regularly. Mm. Actually, I don't think I do that anymore. Problem. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, No. No, you'll be the perfect fit. Sounds like the perfect job for me. Well, considering how often Jessa comes around and blows things up, I'll have you deal with her in the future. There we go. All right. Well, I stick out my hand for a handshake. He reaches out, shakes your hand as well. See you then, partner. It's boss for now. Uh, We'll see what happens in the future. We'll see. And I'll run off ahead of him. You guys head out, and with the help of a number of more powerful casters, everybody is able to get to where they need to go. The entire Obsidian Collective and any applicable partners uh, head to Haven to make sure things are good there, whereas the Wardens, the Caskers, the Kestrel Mace, uh, and some of your other friends all head off to their respective homes. Um, uh, I as... do snatch the Jade Circlet back from Kenna. Yes. Like, so, like this is this is mine. I never said I wanted it. Marin yells over, uh, he got it from his girlfriend. 
Oh, really? Yeah. We have another person to kill. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, the Obsidian Collective uh, heads up north with a few people in tow, uh, including Sylphie uh, and Ansem. But uh, Clay, uh, well, Bull is going to come with you guys because it's Bull. Um, but Clay and Mia uh, head back to Calicar with Irina to make sure she makes it home. Uh, and they will catch up with the Phalon caravan later because they want to join in too. Um, and a uh, bunch of people go their separate ways for now with plans to catch up later after everybody's rested and no longer dying. So you guys head to Haven. Uh, with Kit being the Elder Druid at the moment, and of course Kano's abilities, you are able to teleport directly under the Monomarig. Yes. So much power. Gives me a um, feeling of power! <laughs> and as you get there, uh, at least this area seems relatively undisturbed. Uh, the faux hide is still sticking out of the tree, uh, but the tree has begun to magically regrow its needles without overgrowing. Um, you do not see any Malandrata down here at the moment, um, but everything is still just sort of peaceful. Though you do notice along the edge of the uh, pool in there that the waterfall flows into, uh, there are signs of a scuffle. Like some people came through here and there was some fighting. And you do see a few dead people in white and gray cloaks. Oh, well. Oh. That are currently being removed by a number of people from Haven. Um, and uh, as you step in, Kenna looks around, sees these dead bodies and is like oh that doesn't look good everything's still standing well as far as we can see down here uh Annika and she sort of yells uh, and her voice echoes Alsana um, and uh you eventually hear a voice answer back from uh toward the waterfall you can just hear it over the roar of the water um, and the curtain of water splits open, and you see Annika MacAmbro step through. She says, "You're alive! Oh my God! Uh, we we got kind of overwhelmed." Uh, it's okay. We took care of it. It's fine. You you took care of it? Yeah, yeah. We killed literally everybody. Um, a god, and then we also sent Senna back to live with the gods, so it's fine. Oh, thank god. Yeah. Okay. Thank... Thank us. <laughs> uh... We, uh... <laughs> we obviously kind of failed. Uh, it's, it's fine. Kellogg showed up and there were already these white cloaks attacking and mm -hmm. they, I don't know what Kellogg did, but he managed to overwhelm Alsana and she's, she's wounded. She's okay, but she's wounded and a number of the Malandrata were killed. But oh, I didn't know they could die. Yes, it's very hard to kill them, but... When you're backed up by a god of winter, it's possible. I turn to Kenna. I'm like, should we 
should we be bringing them back to life? Or is, uh, like, I... is like the permanent sleep okay? They, they're, they're basically minor, like, itty-bitty tiny gods. They'll be back someday. Oh. But yeah, okay, that's, then. that's, that's still kind of scary. Um, well, Kellogg's dead now, though, so, like, he should be fine. Well, hopefully they sleep for a few more millenniums, and that'll be enough time for them to mm-hmm. come back. And she steps toward Annika and says, where's Alsana? Is is she still awake? And Annika nods, says, yes, she's she's watching over the rest of the Malandrata that are going back into the barrow. They, oh, I guess already. they know that it's over, but they... Oh, yeah. We managed to keep Haven from burning. You guys, best they tried. You guys did what we needed you to do. They they still did some damage to the town, but it's it's no worse than what the Vox type did to it. Yeah, I kind of like side eye, kind of like yeah. What? It's a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any better ideas? Couple, couple, like at least five well, or six, but you know. Shut up. It's okay. Uh, um, should we? And you do, oh. you do see, you do notice actually as you look at her with your high ass perception. Um, there is a dim, ever so slightly green phantom following Kenna. Oh. Oh. Of a large, muscular man. Hmm. She's got her own, she's got her own security. Her bouncer. Um, I, I look at Kenna and I'm like, you know, as much as I absolutely adore having everyone bow down to me um, and being the high druid of the world, I uh, would like to not have this shield anymore. Um, yeah. Who do you want to give it to? And I also have an idea. I have a couple options, and she looks at Annika, who's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and she's like, well, I was thinking maybe Rhea. And Annika stops and is like, no, that's not a bad idea. Okay. Uh, I mean, there are a number of druids from Green's March that I would trust this with, but I think we need somebody more powerful. Or at least somebody who has more potential. I was thinking about offering it to my brother, but I'm not sure if he's ready for it. And Kenna turns and looks at you and is like, isn't your brother like 15? Yeah, but he's already an elder. Like, he's pretty advanced. Wasn't that because somebody died, though? Absolutely not. It was because I named him the Elder, because I'm the High Elder Druid of the world. Obvi. (laughs) I would love to work with your little brother. He sounds sweet. He's, well, he should be on his way here shortly. And at that moment... Of course. On cue, you hear, here he is. And you just see Fearin pop up with Ren, and Ren looking like, 
Hey, Ren. Why does this keep happening? Well, <laughs> at least it's not a goose this time, right? Who is this? The goose. <laughs> uh, and Fearin is, is just like, hello, friend. This is Fearin. This is the Titan of Death. You're actually, what? You're actually dead now. We're all dead. This is heaven. This is a really bad heaven. It's actually pronounced Haven, but that's it's okay. Um, so, uh, um, and Fearin just blinks out. See, it's all over. Um, anyway, so you're you're alive for now. Um, so, I first, do you have the leaf that I gave you? Yeah. Can I have it back? Sure. And he takes out like a journal and opens it up and takes the leaf out. I will take it delicately. Like you and me are going to go do some stuff. Uh, but just, you know, don't go anywhere. Stay right I here. I don't even know where I am. No, I know. You're in, you're in Haven. Um, so, uh, is, is Rhea here? Uh, Annika speaks up, says she's somewhere topside. She's helping out. I turn to Kenna and I hold up the leaf. I'm like, I can transfer the shield. Look at you. Mm -hmm. Because I'm the High Elder Druid. (sighs) This is gonna get real... So much power! Oh oh my god. Do we want to do want to get this over with so I can get the fuck out of here? We're doing this now with like no warning for these two. Yeah, sure, why not? And Ren's like, "What is happening?" So, uh Ren, you're you're actually I don't think you're ready for this, but maybe someday. Um what? You and I are going to go on an adventure. What is happening? Nothing's happening. You're, we saved the world. You're going on an adventure with me. We're having some fucking family time now that <laughs> I saved the world. You're welcome. And he looks at Kenna. Just don't look side. at her. Don't look at her. She isn't the high elder druid. I am. <laughs> and, and Kenna's like, I'm sorry, Kenna. We're just gonna. Problem. We're gonna go on vacation. We're gonna go. We're. I, you're probably not old enough to drink, but this is a made-up world, so you are. Like we can. It's. It's fine. Although I am gonna warn you, if you go, we're going on. We're probably gonna go somewhere with Marin, and Marin likes to have structured fun. So if you want to just like tell her to fuck off and do whatever you want, that's totally fine. I think I could do with some structure. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Everything's been very unstructured for a very long time. Well, you can you can hang out with Marin. She seems nice. She's she's something. Um, <laughs> you know Marin's right there. Oh, I know. Yeah, hi. It's just been sitting here. Hi, Marin. <laughs> listening hi, to me Marin. shit on you. Uh, also. What kind of adventure are you thinking about going on? What? What? Uh, you're 
Where are you? We should probably talk about this, right? Oh, I imagine we're going to talk about it, but Ren's coming. To where? Where do you want to go? I don't know. First, I want to transfer the shield, and then I would like okay. to go to bed. Um, and yeah, then... why don't we do that? Why don't we go to bed first, and then we can talk a little bit more about... It's 1 p.m. It's... Maybe we should get some lunch. We just killed lunch. a god! <laughs> I'm just saying, it's midday. Let's... Right. How about we get some lunch... We talk over lunch. Let's transfer the gate before lunch because I don't want it to ruin my appetite. Okay. And then uh, we can we can get some rest and figure out where the fuck we're gonna what we're gonna do. Okay. But Ren, welcome to Haven. This is the tippy top of the world. You're inside the Matamarig. Thanks for telling him that, like, 15 minutes in. Yeah, there's also a dragon here, so, like, watch your fingers and toes, okay? That's not a joke. There's actually a dragon here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. So, you don't have to worry about her. She can fit into any size space. Oh, God. So, you know, mouse holes. uh, It's not comforting, Key Keyholes. Um, it just transfer this fucking shield so I can eat. Okay. Yeah. Where's where uh, Ray? For the sake of expediency, um, Annika does go and fetch uh, Raya, who is uh, look uh, like Annika and her ancestors before her. Looks a bit like Kenna because mm-hmm. they're all of the same line, and uh, she's of a similar sort of stocky, <laughs> tall build, but she has long. Uh, well, no, I guess Kenna does technically have the long hair now. She used to have short hair, so no, Rhea has short hair. Uh, sort of like the undercut uh, style. And uh, as she comes down, you see she's got quite a few more scars than Kenna. Um, and uh, she wears much more like battle-ready like leathers and Ooh. not the not the robes. Um, and she carries a a pretty hefty war axe and a round shield with the macambaro green and white. Um, but as she comes down, uh, you do see that she does have like a an almost like druid style sash around her, and it's like across one shoulder and around her waist. Uh, but as she comes down, you can tell that even though she looks pretty grizzled, she's only a little bit older than you, kid. Oh. Mm. And she comes down and Annika gives her a quick inter- introduction. And as she ends with you, Anna, uh, Rhea looks at you and says, Kit, hi, I've heard Hello. a lot about you. I'm sure you have. Yeah, it's uh, nice to meet you. And she steps up and offers out a hand. Oh, I will shake her hand. Like, oh my god, somebody with manners? This is nice. Yeah, they run kind of thin in my family. Yeah, I've noticed. Have you fucking met this bitch? Oh my god. And I point to Kenna. Yeah, so she's she, my great-grandma. Good lord. Um, yeah, so do you want to be the next high druid? Elder druid? High elder druid? The druid. The it's shield. the elder druid. Yeah, do you want to be the elder druid? I don't know. I've only been doing this for like 24 hours, maybe. Uh, do you, I mean... And she looks at her mother, and Annika's just like, not me. And <laughs> and Ray's like, sure. Okay. Well, um, you're never going to be able to leave here ever again. So 
Welcome to Haven. That's not true, but okay. Oh, is it? That's what they told me. <laughs> you... <laughs> that is not what they told you. No. Um, they said if I leave, the shield goes down. It does, because you haven't attached it to an external source properly yet. Oh! Could I just attach it to something and stay the High Elder Druid? You could. Nah, I don't want this. But you'd have to return all the time. Nah. No, I want to wander. Sure. I got got a Romani soul. Yeah, I need to go. Um, All right. uh... Are you ready? Go for it. I don't know what's going to happen, so we're, we're just making this up as we go. Come on. And we walk over to the tree. And she walks up and takes a look at the, the faux hide, as I've dubbed it, mm-hmm. and uh, says, Hmm. Is that what you're using? Yes. That's not going to last much longer. Why? It's almost out of power. Is it really? Yes. Oh. What are you going to use? And she digs around in a bag that she has, and she uh, pulls out this sort of gnarled piece of driftwood that is like just like a chunk of white driftwood. She says... She's just carrying around a piece of driftwood. You get the idea that it's more than just a piece of driftwood. Oh, okay. But she sort of tosses it up and down in her hand. She says, this should work for now until I get okay. something more permanent. All right. Well, um, if you would, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, so let's make it fancy, shall we? Um, uh, I've got a leaf, (laughs) and I put it on top of my head like a raccoon, like a transforming raccoon. I'm like, all right. And I reach out and I put my hand like, I'm like, do you mind if I touch you? Is that going to be okay? You're probably going to have to. Okay, cool. I will put my hand, like, right here across her sternum. So it's not, like, super weird. Um, and I'm going to be like, all right, at Lauren, transfer the shield. And I concentrate and, like, uh, okay. come on, Leaf. Um, make me... Oh, Jesus. This is going to go well. Oh, <laughs> d20. Add your wisdom. Just one? Yeah. Hold on, I'll be right back. Eleven. Eleven. With yep. your wisdom? With my wisdom. Unless okay. I can add proficiency, like, it's just wisdom. Nope. You don't know what you're doing. You don't get proficiency. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Um, okay, so, uh, mark off all of your spell slots. Okay. That, there's not a whole lot left, so. Okay. And give yourself two points of exhaustion. Jesus, okay. Yeah, it takes a lot to transfer the shit. Two points of exhaustion. Okay. Um, so as you as you focus in on Rhea, and as you're doing that, she reaches out and 
tugs the faux hide out of the tree. Um, and as she does that, it shatters in her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and you feel the leaf on top of your fucking head just <laughs> sort of disintegrate. And in a feeling not entirely unlike when you tr- uh, when you woke up with Nyx the first time, mm-hmm. um, you feel suddenly energized and then all of that drains away as you see this coursing teal. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to make this better for myself. Okay. I'm going to use... Uh, shit, what is it? Oh, it's not a saving throw. Never mind. Continue, I'm sorry. I was going to use one of Nyx's abilities, but I don't think any of them will actually help. Do you want to use luck? (gasps) I can use luck. I have the lucky feet. For the first time. Much better, 21. Okay. Um, so don't take those points of exhaustion. Yes! Okay. Um, this, uh, coursing teal light starts to spiral out along your arm, and you see it form, like, these vines and roots and leaves over your arm, and as it begins to flow into Rhea's chest, you see, uh... You see several of these, um, she has some of these, like, scarification tattoos on her as well, that you see some of them light up, and you get the idea that maybe it's enchanted ink. Um, and those light up, and it just sort of spreads over her, and the last place it closes over her face. And as you finish, and you feel, not exhaustion, but just like a wave of tiredness come over you, she turns and she places this piece of driftwood in the hole left by the uh, faux hide. And you see it start to sprout its own new white roots that wrap around the tree and like fill in the hole until eventually it darkens and it looks like there was never a wound in the side of the tree at all. Hmm. And you feel a sudden weight just lift off your shoulders. You feel like 20 pounds lighter. And you see Rhea sort of shift her shoulders and take a deep breath and settle into this new feeling. And uh, at the same time, she looks up at the tree and puts her hand on the side of it. And you've gotten the idea for a long time that this tree has some kind of significance to it beyond just, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the the largest tree down here. And you see as she places her hand on the side of it, you see a handprint light up in another spot, and another one, and another one. All differing sizes, but all with similar shape to her hand mm-hmm. and similar even fingerprints to her hand and you see all of the previous Mac Ambrose, the previous uh, elder druids handprints light up on the side of this tree and as she pulls her hand away one more handprint is left and then you see right above hers in a different color because all the rest are teal you see your own handprint light up blue because you never got to place it. I will. Do I reach up and 
touch it? You can. Okay. It feels cold. Like oh. familiar cold, like Nyx. Oh, okay. And they all fade away. God, I'm gonna be a immemorialized forever. <laughs> um, well, cool. That was fun. Uh, yeah, have fun. Have a good time. You know, this is normally a big, like, citywide ceremony. And um, I reach in my bag and I pull out a handful. Nope. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to use shape water. Because I have that. And I'm going to pull water out of the pool. I'm going to throw it above us and turn it into snow so it looks like confetti. Be like, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I like you. You're cute. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah. We're going to go. We're going to go get some lunch. Are you hungry? Do you want to eat? I think I'm going to talk to my grandma. Which one is that? Inaya. Is she the... She's the dead one. She's the dead one. Okay, okay, She's okay. She's the one who was murdered for the Sephenheit. Yeah, yeah. Tell her I said hi. I'm sure she'll want to know about you. Probably. Um, I do have a favor to ask you, actually. Yeah. Uh, are you using the, the seeing pool to see her? The, yes, the visiting pool. Visiting pool. The next time that lights up, will you send me a message? I have a gift to give to someone. Okay. I mean, probably do that for you pretty quickly. Oh, you can just light it up? I can do it tomorrow. It'll take a little doing, but... Uh, you know, just... Just let it go naturally. It's not something that needs to happen right now because everybody's exhausted. So just okay. let me know. I'll be back it'll someday. Be, it'll be up next month after the full moon. Okay. I will. I'll be back. You are welcome anytime. Oh, as if you had a choice. <laughs> uh, I was trying to be polite. I know you were. I'm fucking with you. I thought you said I was cute. You are. You're confusing me. Um, you're not my type. Well, obviously, you're not my type either. You're like, you know, like a fucking built like a sequoia. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think it's probably a compliment uh, to your most of your family. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, bye. You head up with everybody else. A wonderful meal made by Quinn and Bull, because Quinn is, if you can believe it, a way better cook than Bull. Oh, um, shit. By the two of them, plus Silas, because why not? Um, a, a, a veritable feast is made. Uh, also bolstered by the fact that several people in this group have the ability to create food and water. Mm -hmm. Um... So there is a lot, and uh, you all have a nice big lunch together as the collective and friends. I sit Ren down next to me, and like, like, kind of shake him by the shoulders, like lightly. I'm like, you need to lighten the fuck up. 
I'm not trying to be a downer or anything. I'm You're just not confused. just just loosen up. Just 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 hang. Just chill. Just it's fine. That's hard. No, the world is saved. There's literally nothing for you to worry about. I worry about everything. You should stop that. No. Because you don't. No, you would be surprised. I'm very good at deception. Deception. It's great. <laughs> uh, and I turn back to Marin. I'm like, okay. So what's still on the what's still on the list? I know you have a list, isn't it? Like seventeen miles long now. Uh, you know what? There's really not much left. I think Vosner is going to take care of the cisterns. Good. Um. So we don't have to worry about that. the The statue is in Green Hall. Yeah. Oh shit! I never got my uh thing back from Sermir, did I? No, you never got the scroll back nope. from Sermir? Nope. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, without Kyla at the head and with a lot of the White Cloaks gone, I really think that you know, you cut off the heads, the body's, the body's gonna flounder, so. Yeah. I, I think the, cl- the cult is... I keep wanting to say collective, but... <laughs> I think the cult as we know it is pretty much done. Not to say that they're not going to become something else or that the people within it are not going to be problems, but with what we were trying to do, I think we did it. Yeah, I think we did too. I, I have a couple loose ends I'd like to tie up, but... The biggest one is just that I would like to, if you would, possibly if you all want to go with me on a quick trip, um, since we're in Amnoblin, we should probably go pay our respects to the Lucas family. Because although Votsek wasn't really a great guy, he gave his life trying to stop this. You're not wrong. And he's probably a puddle right now, so bringing him back is going to be impossible. Yeah. And on top of that, and I kind of lean forward and like look at her, I'm like, someone is going to need to run the Haldron company. And I'm not saying you. And, Good, because um, I'm not going to do it. And someone needs to make sure people are being treated fairly. It's true. I mean, honestly, we can... I don't know who would do that. You guys don't get to choose who runs the whole drawing. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can, <laughs> I mean, we, can... we could forcefully take over if need be. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think more importantly, we need to make friends with whoever is going to run it. That's probably a good idea. See if we can. Yeah. So if it's one of his kids, maybe get in good with them. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know how old they are, but yeah. I don't know. And then we can work that out. Um, the only thing besides that is Alistair. Yeah, I was going to ask. We need to go down to Frosthold because we're not done with him yet. 
No, I don't think so either. I think... I we... wonder if maybe he should be part of the collective? Like, no. like a No, like a side, like someone we call on if we need help, like kind of thing. Or just like, hey, powerful lich wizard. I don't know about that, but... I look at Sylphie and I just say, I we had a talk. We're not going to kill him, but he's got to be kept in check. Yeah. So I think what we should do is ask for his phylactery. We keep a hold of it. He can do whatever he wants to do. And if he steps out of line, we destroy it and we destroy him. That's... I mean, he's already made one. He could just make another. Well, that's why we keep an eye on him. That's true. Make sure he doesn't do that. And we have the ability to keep an eye on him. You were able to see him. That's true. And if he wants to prove that he's turning over a new leaf, he won't block us out. I think, I think that might be a good idea. And then we'll, whenever we get around to it, once we're, you know, done cleaning up, we can start putting together the collective and figure out how we're going to, what we're going to do, or if we're going to. Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, we're we're going to take a break, I think. Yeah. Um, we talked, and I think we're going to travel with the Phalon for a little while. Okay. I don't know what you want to do. Um, well, Ren needs some training. Because mm-hmm. even though he's an elder, he's like... He's a kid. He's a... Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of weak. So, well... Um, we need to do some of that, but I I wouldn't mind staying with you guys for a little while longer. I would love nothing more than that. Well, you know, maybe it could be interesting to be around nice people for a little while. <laughs> or, like, people who don't have to, like, save the world all the time, or... Yeah, that's going to be a, an adjustment. Are we going to be, like, really bored? Because if I get really bored, I start setting things on fire, and then it's uh, like... Yeah. I... I'm probably going to get bored, too. <laughs> but Ansem already told me I'm not allowed to come to work with him until, like, two months from now. Oh, so. okay. You know, yeah. and I have a lot of trees to plant. So... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just take you by the hand, just on the table, and say, I, um, I don't think there's anything that I could do, uh, to make up for, to repay you for what you've done. For me. You 
you gave me my family back, so. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I like, I don't want to touch it. So I like shake water to like wipe the, the tears off my face. Like, oh my God. Oh, uh, you can't just use that for everything. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Literally you can. <laughs> uh, yeah. Endless. I, you know, I want to thank you guys as well because because of you guys I have a family now. Yeah. You're not gonna get rid of us at all. <laughs> Probably not. But we're um yeah, I think still got some time to Oh, yeah. burn a few things down and cause more mischief and oh yeah i'm sure there's a couple more gods to make deals with so like we've got plenty of time i can safely say that i think that um is behind me oh. no promises over here i <laughs> i mean i've proved that i can kill them if i you know if I really that's true to, so yeah well Thanks for having me along. Thanks for coming along. We still need to, was that me and Sylvie? That was, I turned to Sylvie and like, Sylvie, we need to find another one of those buckets. (laughs) Why do you need another one? Expansion. Expansion. Well, I guess, but. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of killed the guy who who would probably make some, but... You know, we kind of did, didn't we? Didn't think yeah. about that, huh? You know, I'm sure know, maybe... we can, like, find a wizard to make us another bucket. I mean, Quinn's pretty good. Quinn's pretty good. Or Clay. Ooh, or Clay. Oh, my God. I will write a message to Clay. Immediately uh, on the I table. Clay, I need a bucket. That a magical I... bucket. Also write to him and say I need another scroll because uh mine I'm pretty sure is gone. Also, Marin is ridiculously untrustworthy and lost your scroll. <laughs> Please send this back and I Okay. Um But yeah, I there's a few more things that I wanna I wanna do with you guys, and then we'll we'll see what's going on. We'll take care of, of Alistair, okay. and then we'll start living. Ugh. Ugh. We yeah, have to do that weird. again. Yeah. Jesus, what do all these normal people do for fun? I don't know. There's like there's nothing to do. Axe throwing. Shit, I'm gonna have, like, a job. I'm gonna have to, like, start paying, like, rent and stuff and, like... You don't just have a ridiculous amount of gold? I mean, I do, but, like... I'm gonna have, like... I'm gonna stay in one place and, like... I don't know. I'm sure we could probably get hired for a few odd jobs so you don't have to work all the time. That was the title of the first episode. Odd jobs. Oh, yeah. oh, I didn't mean to do that, but oh god, my I just teared up. 
No. Mm -mm. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we can find something to do. Yeah. Oh, we also. I may I may conscript you once in a while. To come help me. Well, you know, Justine's going to be the new queen of Queen of Moore's Rest. If everything works out, yeah. She will be. She will be. She yeah. will be. Let's let's be real. Yeah. And if she loses any body parts, I can just give them back to her. It's fine. It's not a big deal. There you go. Uh, yeah. But she's going to become the new queen of Moore's Rest. Mm -hmm. And I have the caskers on my side. We all have the caskers on our side as well. And we have... Maybe we should start working on what you were trying to do back in Moore's Rest. Let's... Let's give some other people back their lives. Oh, trust me. That's definitely something I want to do. That's the whole reason I'm working with Ansem in the first place. I want to want to see if I can give some power to some people that don't quite have it. And if we find any Elusir along the way, Valfira is now the land of new beginnings. Yeah. I like that. And... If we get in good with the Lucas family, maybe we can scale back the whole drunk company. Yeah. Or we can get do a hostile takeover with the kitten caboodle. Well, we'll see. I was thinking more about just getting the land back for your people. Oh, we're definitely going to have to get odd jobs now. We have a <laughs> boat. We have a boat to pay for. That's true. I mean, it's kind of been paying for itself. That's true. But we still we need more boats. Oh God! How? Oh. I mean, so just, just like I, so like you know, while we're fighting gods and stuff like that, I have all this time to just sit around and think, yeah. and um, you know, there's between Sylphie's obviously gonna, Sylphie's obviously gonna end up with Ziggler, so there's. <laughs> Don't give him that credit. So Ziggler is making money. We're paying him. If we want to split everything else and just. She's not going to need to make any money ever again. Yeah. I mean, with what I want to do, I I don't really want to have people pay me for it. So I guess that's what my portion is going to be. I will definitely charge for everything. Great. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to become a fortune teller. Mm. With water. Okay. Yep. You, you should practice that while we're. Do you want your fortune read? Sure. Why the fuck not? Okay, I will use shape water, and I will pull water out of one of the glasses or goblets, whatever the fuck we have tankards, and I will turn it into like a solid ice sphere, and just have it hovering right in front of you, like slightly rotating, really slowly. And it's got like little little other little spheres like swirling around it in different directions, so it looks like super cool and atomic. Ooh. And uh, I'm gonna be like, "All right, I see your future." Okay. It's there's some stuff that's gonna happen. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Holy shit. Hang on, hang on. I see a <laughs> I see a face. <laughs> it's it's a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm actually just staring at Marin's reflection in it. She looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> she seems important. 
Okay. What's her name? Mm, I'm getting... I'm getting... A tea. A tea. A tea. Uh, Tanya. Tanya. Yep. (laughs) It's Tanya. Starting. Yeah. Uh, Actually, and then I like, I pull Nyx out and I'm like, actually, Nyx, can you, can you help me? Yeah. Yeah. Can you help? I... I no, I'm actually gonna. Feature. I'm I'm gonna meta game slightly. So Taylor, let me know if I can do this. Okay. 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 I'm gonna have. I'm gonna ask Nix to help me with like a scry, but I want to adjust it to push it into the future a little bit. That's not how scry works. No, I know, but some sort of magic. I just want to like lean into the future slightly. Hold on. If you want me to make a check or something. Are you talking to me? Are you messaging me, or are you like pulled up? No, your I'm looking up what Druids can at do. The, oh, yeah. I know Druids don't have a lot of divination, but I wondered if I can just do something silly. Uh, no, one second. It's going to be really tiny. <laughs> I mean, they do have foresight, but that's only for like the immediate future. Oh, I do have ninth level now. Yeah. Uh, rule of cool. Rule, rule of cool. cool. <laughs> um, go ahead and make a. Uh... Oh man, this is kind of pushing the rule. It's gonna cool, be. Though. It's gonna be. It's gonna be so fucking minuscule. Like it's okay. really tiny. Okay. Uh, make me a, make me an Arcana check. Oh, Jesus. That's my, literally my worst one. <laughs> You're the 20. one I wanted to push it. Natural 20. Luck. Yeah. 17. Okay. What are you trying to do? I am going to stare into the ice crystal. I'm going to look 300 years into the future. And I'm going to say, I, no, wait, there's, I'm not fucking with you. There's actually something there. There's. No, there's not. No, it's, there's a guy. There's he's, a guy. He's got red hair, just like you. And he's holding Flameheart. Huh. Inside check. Do I believe him? <laughs> Go ahead. Do I have to make it this up for sure? Mm, no. You're not lying. I mean, he doesn't know that he's not well, lying. That's, that's true. true. Uh, what's my insight now? Oh, I I fucking know. Twenty four. Twenty four. He is telling the truth, but he doesn't know the gravity of what he's seeing. Hmm. I Can I drop That's can I drop the, the name? DMs. Can I drop the name? Uh, sure. 
I think is Leon. Leon, what? He looks just like you. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I like look at Nick's and I'm like, what? What was that? Yeah. Weird. He's going to be pretty cool. Oh. Huh. I'll look over at Silas and just kind of grin a little bit. Hmm. Has he been in on this conversation? No, but I'm just going to. Yeah, he, he looks over and kind of just reflexively smiles back and is just like, what? <laughs> Nothing. Um, Marin, I do have a quick question for you. This is like super private. Um, did you ever. Did, well, so I'll ask you first. Did Marin ever Maybe. tell me. Did Marin ever tell me about Silas and his grandfather? No. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but we know that Silas really liked him, right? Yes. yes. Okay, then I'll just give it to you. Um, the the sea visiting pool. Visiting pool. The visiting pool will be open again after the full moon, and I've reserved it, but I have nobody to talk to. Are you sure? Yeah, all all my family's here, so. Go, if you or Sylphie or Silas or have somebody to talk to, go talk to them. We'll see. Uh, most of my family's here too, so we'll see. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I, you know, do it again. Let's go on break. Yeah. Okay. And then once we once we get back, we'll start to go into more of a critical role style, talking some stuff out, maybe a couple vignettes. Okay. Kind of thing. All right. Well, we'll be back in ten minutes. That puts us at seven thirty-seven. Yes. All right. See you guys in a bit. Bye. And hello, everybody. Hello. 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 Okay. Sorry, that was intense. <laughs> now it's All okay. right, kids. Let's do this shit. Is this not playing? Play. It's good. Okay. What? Sorry, the background music is like real quiet, so I'm trying to fix mm. it. So. There we go. What are your immediate, like, within the next few, within the next year, goals? Okay. Uh, do you want to go first, Marin? Um, the yeah, let's do, do Marin first. Uh, I know we have to go see Alistair at some point. Okay. okay. I'd like to do that sooner rather than later. Okay. So I assume after <laughs> a little break at the Monomarig, you gather up Sylphie and Silas and head out there. Mm-hmm. I go with you, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I was about to say, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> get there somehow. So yeah. I yeah. see. Um, yeah, you, you tree stride yourselves to Frosthold 
to one of the trees on Gungnir Island. And uh, on this particular day, it's it's still in Valder. It's not too long, uh, too long uh, away from your break, and it is a sunny summer Antarctic day. So it's cold here, but it's not like winter cold. It's not far enough south. Um, you guys are still a ways out of the Antarctic Circle. And uh, you see Gungnir Island is full of greenery and its little trees. And there appears to be a new project that the kids have taken up, planting little flower beds around the edges of the tower. And as you arrive uh, a little bit uh, after noon, you see the four children, Zhao, Ava, Bart, and Chen, all covered in dirt. Uh, currently along the edge of the tower, it looks like they're uh, about half done building little flower beds around the outside where they've stacked up a couple bricks and then filled in the flower beds with uh, with dirt and mulch and they've been planting flowers that have already grown and then planting seeds in other places and a couple bushes have been put in that are probably a little bit too big for them to put there so you gather maybe Alistair helped and uh, the four of them are currently digging and at some point you see the little halfling boy just like sling a handful of dirt at Ava who's this beautiful white uh snowy uh or not snowy but barn owl aracocra and it like stains her feathers and she's like bart and she like slings some back at him she has one broken wing so she's just doing it one-handed and you see chen kind of like duck out of the way this cute little blue tiefling girl and jow breaks them up um and as you guys are watching this uh you see the door to the tower open up as alistair steps out uh he has a basket in one hand and some sort of like uh he has like a a bucket of like fresh water in the other and a bunch of cups hanging off of it and as he steps out um they all look over at him he's like oh ava and he comes over and sets the stuff down none of them have noticed you guys uh but you see alistair uh pull out a wand and he starts basically casting prestidigitation to get rid of all the dirt off of them and it's kind of cute uh from from a distance seeing this happen i'm gonna shape water up and out of the bucket and i'm gonna drop it on top of alistair (laughs) (laughs) you see um Bart notices this because he's the little troublemaker and he just watches it go up and you see this big grin spread across his face and he sees you in the distance he's like and and he's like ah Joe what and he looks at Joe because Joe's the only one with magical abilities currently and Joe's like it, it it was I and then he points over and sees all of you and Alistair turns and says Oh, and he pressed the digitations over himself and sets everything out and steps away and approaches all of you, but stops at a distance. Let's go inside. We have to talk. Of course. Um, Joe, and he looks over and Joe pops up. He's like, 
look after them. Um, no more mud fights, please. And Zhao nods and kind of glares at Bart, who's just all smiles and like looking at Kit like your new his new hero. <laughs> um, and uh, Alistair walks you all up to the tower door and it opens before you. Uh, as we're as we're walking up, I will shape some of that water back up, turn it into a snowball, and throw it at Bart. <laughs> and you hear a little halfling squeak. Is like ah. Hey, it's not fair. There's no snow. And then we and then we go inside. Yeah. It's like, ah, well. You hear the <laughs> others laughing at him. Um, but as you step into this bottom floor, uh, Alistair sort of waves a hand and you see um, the uh, table that he has set up near the entrance to the kitchen. Several things sort of slide out of the way. And a number of other things, like mage hands, pick things up and carry them into the kitchen. And uh, he offers you all a seat, if you so like. I'll sit. And he takes his usual spot, and you each take a spot. And he make sure I make sure Sophie's sitting next to me. Yeah. And uh, as he sits down, he folds his hands in front of him on the table. On behalf of the Obsidian Collective, thank you for what you did. It took courage. Uh, You're welcome. There you go. Good job. That's out of the way. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Sylphie and I have been discussing you know what we can do now you've seen it firsthand. yeah yes if we so wanted to we could destroy you I'm very well aware We're not going to do that. And Alistair doesn't betray much, but you do see the shoulders drop ever so slightly. I think what you did was a start to something potentially good. But we also don't think that you should go around unchecked because you're still you still did pretty heinous shit and maybe you're on the right path but there's still consequences what is that sounds (laughs) like people children yeah Uh, yikes um that's the kids playing outside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Joe! <laughs> stop. Yeah. Um, well, be, he'd be yelling at Bart. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, um, I think it is more than reasonable for us to ask you to turn over your phylactery to us. We won't do anything with it. 
We'll just keep it. And we'll keep an eye on you. And maybe down the line, if we feel that you have earned it back, we will give it to you. But if we see that you have been trying to go behind our backs, if you're trying to do anything that we don't like, then we destroy it and we destroy you. But other than that, we leave you alone. Uh. I kind of like flip my jacket to the side so that he can see Flameheart sitting in its holster as Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sylphie speaks up as well and says, You proved that you're capable of being something more than just a coward who hurts kids for his own own profit. Oh god, no, there's another one. <laughs> Fucking cat. Um, <laughs> come on. Elster's got a cat, too. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on. Oh, sorry, Jasper's in your way. Come, come on, mittens. Come on, buddy. <laughs> come up here or you won't shut up. Um, he, uh, or Sylphie, Sylphie uh, yeah. says, um, we're never going to forgive you. We're never going to forget anything, but God damn it. I have hoped for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Tighten down, down. I can't do this. Um, I hoped for a really long time that, like I told Marin, those couple little moments when we were kids that you seemed to give a damn. I hope those were real. And you're never going to be our dad. You're never going to be anything but an enemy we let go. Because we have more mercy than you do. But it's obvious those kids love you and they're not scared of you. Which means they know a different Alistair. And I'm willing to let that Alistair live and Alistair who has managed to hold her gaze through this that you can definitely see probably shame creeping into his expression he says I don't know if they love me I don't know if they have a will But, and he reaches up and 
clicks the closure on the necklace and pulls it out from under his his shirt. I hope that maybe someday they could. Because I'm tired of being being hated. And he slides the phylactery phylactery across the table. I will grab it and put it in my bag of holding. I think that's a wise choice. We're going to check in on them, too. Talk to them without you around, just to make sure. Honestly, I want um, pretty little to do with you still. Um, But we'll have someone check in. I do have to ask that if someone else unrelated to all of you comes after me, what will you do then if I show up? I mean, I'm sure we'll want details, but... I'm sure. As long as you give us no reason to keep you dead. I just want to make sure that they're safe if that happens. They will be. I I look to Alistair, like if you if you send me a message, I can be here in an instant. I may have to take you up on that occasionally until my until I outlive my enemies. Just let me know. I... I can't say anything that will change the way that you feel about me, and I... I I don't know if you believe me when I say I think you deserve better than excuses and sorry explanations. But I've learned very recently that it is so much better to be loved than feared. And I'm sorry I didn't learn that when you were young. I'm sorry, too. And if you would, if you should get rid of me someday, which is entirely your choice, just see that the four of them don't follow in your footsteps. In our footsteps. Of course. Thank you. 
Um, I'm going to stand up, go to the door. And I open it, but I stand there for a little bit. I just look out. See this beautiful glass clear lake in front of you and the little town beyond. I say over my shoulder, I spent 10 years of my life afraid of you. I probably have, I don't know, 80, 90 more left for me. Absolutely none of them are going to have anything to do with you. I think that's pretty damn beautiful. And then I'll walk out. Sylphie follows in short order with Silas. Um, before we go, um, as everybody gets ready to, like, gather up to a tree or something, I'm gonna actually look over at the kids. They're still digging around and planting things. Uh, I kind of call over, like, I'll be, like, two seconds. And I walk over to Jow. He's helping Chen... Because she's the littlest one. He's helping her figure out how to put the flowers in without, you know, killing them or overburying <laughs> them. And uh, he looks up as you step up and he sort of brushes his hands off on his pants. And you can see there's still some nervousness there about him as he sees you because he realizes you're a threat to Alistair. And he unconsciously kind of imposes himself between you and the other kids you guys are doing a very good job this looks beautiful um th- thanks it was it was Ava's idea hmm. uh Jow right yeah I don't think we properly I, introduced I'm... ourselves last time I, uh, I know who you are. Um, he told me. Um, let's, let's talk. And I'm gonna just bring him over to the side a little bit, away from the other kids. Okay. Um, I want you to know we're not, we're not the bad people here. We're we're not gonna hurt Alistair. I promise. Um I I think you might see us a little bit more, if that's okay. Don't don't <laughs> don't You might you might see us every once in a while, but we're we're not going to hurt you or your siblings. Are you related to any of them? 
not not really um we're all we're all from really different places I had some siblings too still do but um I kind of know what it feels like to want to watch over them and um it's actually why I wanted to give you something a gift is that okay sure okay I have had the loot strapped to my back this whole time the one that has my initials carved into it oh the old one the old one okay and I take it off my back I'm like have you ever put Ever played one of these? No. I'll teach you a little bit here. And I'll set the strap over his head and teach him how to hold his fingers and everything. And I'm just going to play him, or I'm going to teach him how to do the first couple of notes of the music box song. Um, I used this uh, a long time ago to, uh, come on, I gotta get through this, I gotta get through this. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't you fucking start. I used this a long time ago to um, protect my sister. And, um, It was kind of the only thing that I could do for a long time to give her something happy in a really dark, scary world. And I look over at Sophie and say, she's all grown up now and she can protect herself, so. I want you to keep it. Use it to protect them. And he holding the loot, which even though he's like 12, he's still pretty small. So it looks a little big on him, a little bit goofy, but he'll grow into it. And uh, he kind of looks back toward the other kids who are all like looking at him, like trying to figure out what's happening. And he's like, I will do my best. And that's plenty. But also make sure to take care of yourself, okay? I'll come back around and teach us more songs if you want. I, uh... I'll see if Maybe somebody in town can teach me some stuff, and maybe I'll surprise you. I'd like that. Okay. I'll pat him on the shoulder a little bit, and wave to the rest of the kids. Uh, when Marin looks over, she sees that Kit is with the other three, 
and he's kind of huddled them all around and he's like okay so you guys are planting a garden right yeah 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 do you want to see something super cool and bart's eyes get huge okay do you guys like apples i love apples i'm gonna need your help okay and i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna take a single seed and i'm gonna sit it on the ground and I am going to say, okay, I need you guys to put your hand over top of it, on top of each other. Yeah, and you see little, little stubby halfling hand and the taloned owl hand and the little mm -hmm. slim blue tiefling hand all go over it. I put my hand over top of it and I cast plant growth on it. And it starts to push up against all of your hands and, and the, take root. And... I, it was a frost apple seed, so it will survive here. Oh, it'll survive very well, yeah. Uh -huh. it, and as it's... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I say, um, I as it's curling up and coming out of the ground, I'll look to the three of them and I'll be like, if any of you guys ever want to learn how to do that, you let us know. Yeah. And as it's like pushing your hands up and eventually off of it, um, you see Bart is just fucking ecstatic about this thing as it's just growing before his eyes. Uh, Ava and Chen are a little more quiet about it, but you can just see the childlike wonder. Um, a, a look that you've seen many times amongst your own people as they were taught uh, some of these abilities, the ones who became druids. And uh, Bart is... You get the feeling Bart may not be a druid, but he's going to be real excited about it. Like, but you see little, little bitty Chen, who's small, even for a nine-year-old. She is just in rapt attention of this <laughs> happening before her. And Ava looks pretty drawn in, too. Um, and uh, Ava, this adorable little... A barn owl, Aarakocra girl with her broken wing. Uh, she and Chen both look at you and say, Can you teach us that? Yeah, eventually. They both look I, I actually pull, um, pull, what's her name? The Aarakocra? Uh, Ava. Ava. I actually pull her over and I put my hand on her broken arm and I cast Cure Wounds, whatever level it's going to take to mend the bone okay uh yeah i'd say like a for the i have in my head how it broke i'd say like a fifth level okay i will cast cure wounds on it and, and you you see the some of the um it hasn't been healing very well you can see like mm -hmm. despite best efforts uh, but you see it sort of reform back into the correct shape, and she pulls it out of the cast and looks at her little three-talent hand. I kind of look at all three of them, and, like, if you, if you respect nature, it will give back to you. Yeah, and Chen turns and looks at Bart and says... So no stomping on the flowers. <laughs> and Bart kind of turns a little red. <laughs> um, but next to you, Marin, as you're finishing talking with Zhao, he looks over and sees this tree begin to grow. And he's like... I... 
think I'm gonna ask Mr. Altera who you guys really are. No, we're not that special. I think that's a lie. With my super high passive perception, I'm like, oh we are, I am the super high, powerful high elder druid okay. of the world. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's special. That's I who we are. I absolutely am. Mm-hmm. I'm not that special. I think that's a lie. I'll pat him on the shoulder again and I'll turn around and I'll call over my shoulder like, come on, super special high elder, whatever the fuck. Oh, sorry. I probably shouldn't have said fuck. <laughs> so you said fuck twice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you see Bart like get real excited. And, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and Sophie's like, okay, come on. Don't. Don't teach them bad things. Sorry. I kind of, as we walk back to the the other, the tree that we came through, I like side eye the kids and just like snap the the tree open and just walk through it like with a flourish. And you just see all four faces just go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and then just as we step through, I'm going to shake water and send another snowball back at Bart and then drop yeah. the... If you hear, ah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, after that, I assume that's about the time you go on your Phalon vacation. Yeah, before we do that, when is the visiting pool up? Oh, that be the next the full moon. Start of the next month, yeah. Okay, um, I will just tell Silas at some point. Uh... Kit offered us to use the pool. Okay. Whenever it comes up. So whenever he wants to, if he wants to do that, I'd, it's up to him. All right. But yeah, we can, we can go on okay. with the Phelan at that point. And okay. Whenever. Um, so for, uh, Silas speaking to his grandfather. That's what I figured um, he would do. Do either of you want to be there? I mean, I would. I would leave that to be a private affair. Okay. Because I'm going to have to talk to myself. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think if you well, want wouldn't to... wouldn't I be able to not hear him? You wouldn't be able to hear Silas the first. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me. Yeah. I can do a quick version of that. I'm saying, I, I don't know if you can just do like a synopsis to Marin or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so at the start of the next month, which I believe is Orn. Grab my thing. Yep, the month of Orn. Um, you guys arrive in Haven. Uh, either thanks to D or thanks to Kit, whomever gives you a lift um, during be. the during the festival of snow, um, which is sort of like the uh, where solstice is the celebration of the 
um, of the sun about to start coming back, the end of the longest night of the year. Uh, the Festival of Snow is sort of a celebration of uh, the hopeful, hopefully soon arrival of spring. It. I'm not going to compare it to Groundhog Day because that's stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it marks the halfway between halfway point between the solstice and the spring equinox. Gotcha. Um, and so on the first of Orn, you guys arrive in Haven uh, to find that the city, while it suffered some severe damage between the siege of Haven and the attack by Kellogg and the White Cloaks, um, it is beginning to improve again. Um, the bridges, which had to be blown out again because of the white cloaks, <laughs> have been rebuilt. Uh, at least the wooden structures have. And you guys arrive to see holiday decorations and whatnot. And uh, a general sense of things are starting to get back to normal. It also helps that the, regardless of when you visit the Haldron Company, um, the wishes, the deal made between Lucas and Kit are honored in that Haven is left to its own devices to the Dalmarig. Uh, and so while there are Skull there now, they do not run the place. Um, but you get into the Monomarig, welcomed by the High uh, Elder Druid Rhea, and of course the High Ultra Mega Super Saiyan Extra Special Remember? with Guac on the side, yep. Druid <laughs> Kit, um, <laughs> and I imagine Kenna's around, but yeah. uh, you get down into the um, chamber below, uh, or the, the bottom of the Monomarig to where the visiting pool lies. And you see that a lot of the damage that was caused when Inaya was uh, killed and a lot of the damage caused in the siege and whatnot else has been mostly repaired. Uh, but things are mostly the same otherwise. And you see the bioluminescent lit visiting pool laying there in wait. I will give his hands a squeeze and just be like, okay, I'm, I'll be back here if you need me. Okay. Uh, It'll be good. I don't know if I'm, I know I've been thinking about this for weeks, but I don't know if I'm ready. You're ready. This. You're ready. You said you wanted to speak to him when you thought you were worthy of it. And you are. When I thought I was worthy of it. <laughs> uh, well, right. you're supposed to listen to me, right? Yes, ma'am. And he gives you a kiss before he steps toward the visiting pool in the quiet halls beneath the Monomarig and as he steps up and uh, you see this uh, this phantom appear behind him 
you have not properly met Caladir yet. Silas has sort of been letting her rest after all eight of you, all of your partners have been just drained since the fight with Ilarka. But you see this tall, slim, feminine figure appear beside him of similar height. And she's still sort of staticky and almost ghostly. But you can see she's started to create her own persona. And you see what is the start of like the creation of some sort of long coat that she's wearing. And um, you can see the outline of long hair. But otherwise her features are very difficult to make out. And as Silas reaches out his left hand with the black triangle on it to try to figure out how to use the visiting pool, you see her reach out and sort of put her hand on his arm and you see the whirlpool start up in the visiting pool until eventually a figure rises out of it that if you did not know any better, you would think was Silas. A tall, very, quite a bit thinner man, sort of like Silas before Keladir, um, in very fine clothes that even though they're nice, they sort of hang off his frame a little bit. You see a, a full, very well-kept beard, long hair, but there's no color to him because he's just made of water in this bioluminescent light. And you see him appear up out of the water about from like knee height up you can see him and you see silas sort of clench both of his hands and you see keladir still holding on to his arm just ever so slightly leaning against his shoulder like just as a support and she sort of fades away a little bit but you can tell she's still there she's not intruding um, and you hear Silas begin to speak after a moment. You cannot hear his grandfather speak, of course, but there is, it starts off quiet. And the first thing you hear Silas say to him is, I'm sorry. And he says it a few more times as they go along. And you watch the, the body language of this older man who does not seem angry. He doesn't seem disappointed. He doesn't seem anything but happy. But stoic. And Silas, knowing he doesn't have that much time, tells him that he knows now what Delther did to both of them. And he understands his grandfather's closeness with Delther, but he also understands that Silas the first reliance on Delther was not out of love or trust. It was control. And this doesn't surprise his grandfather at all. He seems to know. And at some point, you get the idea that Silas I 
apologizes to him. And you hear Silas choke up a little bit and say, you, you didn't do this to me. You were just trying to do what was best. And as it draws to the end of the 10 minutes, Silas tells him about you and tells him that he has married a person that has taught him how to understand his own worth and understand that he is capable of not only helping himself, but anyone else. And there's a moment where you can actually read Silas the first lips and you see the words, I'm proud of you. Shortly before he sinks away into the visiting pool and Silas is left standing as Caladir sort of slightly rematerializes into this transparent phantom and she looks over at him her head sort of over his shoulder you can see this very close relationship between them already and it's not unlike what you have with Sylphie and you don't hear her voice but she says something to him and gives him this gentle push toward you and as he turns you just see tears streaming down his face i'm crying too obviously in yeah. game too <laughs> yeah and he steps away from Keladir, who stays where she's standing and he comes over to you and without a word he just wraps his arms around you hold you shut up <laughs> um and over his shoulder you can see Caladir still standing there quietly just looking on and you see another phantom join her side and you see flameheart much more realized but still slightly transparent standing next to her and they sort of take hands together <sighs> sorry <sighs> okay um oh i was going to say something and i totally forgot um as we're leaving once we have kind of calmed down a little bit um i turn to him and i'm like if you're still worried about dolthair maybe we can ask Firin, see if they know if he's planning on anything get some peace of mind i haven't been afraid of dolthair in months And he looks over toward uh, Keladir and uh, Flameheart, who are following at a distance. He says, I think between you and her and Quinn and Vespa, I 
There's nothing he can do to me anymore. Not without my say so. You're right. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. I won't I won't bring him up ever again. <laughs> um yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. The tissues were a good call. Thank you for You're welcome. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, um also yeah. in this time, because we're just doing the veneers and the moors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um within the past couple of weeks, um, after the fight at the realm gate. Justine went straight back into what she was up to. Didn't take a break, really. She visited a couple times, but was like, I got shit to do. Um, <laughs> and uh, you hear from her fairly often, because Silas keeps in touch, and uh, she, of course, knows sending. So uh, she checks in, like, every few days just to say, you know, it's, it's going. We're getting there. Um, but... Shortly after this visit uh, to Haven, you get a message around the 18th of Orn or so, and she tells you guys that they have taken Bower Castle. The Crimson Hammer, uh, led by uh, Justine and, of course, the uh, sort of ringleaders that you used to work with, managed to get a hold of a few cannons provided by one Ansem Molinarch with some encouragement from a special somebody and uh, they managed to just basically blast the doors down and get in and it didn't take too long after that for them to get their hands on Holt Moore. Now Leroy Moore who was in the custody of the Caskers uh is still being held, but he is basically being held until he and Holt can be taken care of at the same time. They intend to, unlike them, put them through proper trial and not just be executioners. And uh, after Holt is captured, the Caskers invade Moore's Rest at Justine's request, now that they have basically an open door. It doesn't take terribly long for the now headless arbiters to scatter away from Moore's Rest, knowing that they can't possibly hold the place anymore, but they take most of their ships with them. Leroy and Holt are placed before a judge who is not Justine. It is someone unrelated to the entire, uh, the entire thing. And they are tried as slavers, uh, murderers. Uh, of course, Leroy is tried for the murders of his own family members. Um, I don't remember if Holt killed any of his own family members, but I'm sure he has. Um, and uh, Lauren, Silas, Justine are all there to watch as they are not sentenced to execution, but sentenced to life in a prison. They are sent off to uh, Port Natalene, 
where the caskers are at their strongest to be held by a combination of the caskers and the wardens. And in the end of this trial, Justine tells them that they will not get the mercy of execution and death for all that they've wrought they get to think about it for the rest of their lives and their lives will be long if she has anything to say about it and a few days after that silas still king of moore's rest sets up a ceremony the passing of the crown and the ceremony itself is nothing too crazy because Moore's Rest just does not have the resources to throw a huge like coronation. But between help from the Obsidian Collective, the Caskers, who are now mostly occupying Moore's Rest in place of the former guards and arbiters, and with help from wardens and other friends, uh, a celebration is had, and there is there are supplies brought in. There are uh, basically all the things that the people of Moore's Rest have been missing for so long brought in, and trade is opened up once again. Wickpon Pine is freed as the Arbiters lose their grip, and Justine is declared Queen of Moore's Rest as Silas steps down and becomes a private person for the first time in his life. And in doing so, her first day as queen, Justine writes not only a list of pardons, but a list of bounties. Among the pardons are the names of everybody in the Obsidian Collective and everyone that you guys specifically name, um, including Sylphie, including, uh, even including Alistair, who is to be left alone at Sylphie's request in particular. Um, other folks that have been enemies of the Arbiters are pardoned. And among the bounties, uh, several people that have had to do with the Arbiters, uh, lackeys of Holt and Leroy, um, people who previously opposed Silas at every turn. Many nobles are arrested and tried for their own parts of allowing the people of Moore's Rest to be basically abused for as long as the Arbiters have been there. Uh, the Caskers as a whole are pardoned because the Arbiters wanted to kill every single one of them. And Justine makes at uh, the suggestion of, of course, her friends and family, makes the request for one Mary Warda and Maumek Anakalatai to come to Moore's Rest in person as the leaders of the Harassian Caskers and participate in a partially as friends, partially showy uh, signing of a treaty of peace between Port Nataline and Moore's Rest. It is decided that 
when it is suggested to Justine to change the name of the town as her predecessors before her have done. Previously, it was Ron's Rest, and it would have been other names before that. She declines. She decides to keep the name, not in honor of her family, but as a memory of what has happened and what will never happen again. And this, unfortunately, has the added effect of stirring up more issues with Othedriel. Not that Harris doesn't have all of its issues with Othedriel, but that's a story for another time. Um, I will say when Justine, when Justine wakes up uh, on her first morning as queen, mm-hmm. she will find that the main courtyard in front of the front gate is now destroyed and in the center of it is a towering lemon tree that is in full bloom. And under, at the base of the tree, there's a stone that is there that has an inscription on it that says, uh, that says, uh, call us when you need us. <laughs> Justine. <laughs> Makes damn sure that nobody touches that fucking tree. Damn right. It's <laughs> and... in full bloom. And it's a lemon tree. That entire fucking island smells like lemons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. The, the courtyard is repaired, but around the roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it becomes... It becomes not dissimilar to the fountain in Minas Tirith. Okay that beautiful single tree in the pool in the stone courtyard. Um, And I would imagine, not in Justine's time, but later on as it becomes a historical landmark, there may be a special guard delegated to it. Because I like my Lord of the Rings. The Lemon Brigade. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they had lemonade. Um, Yes. Moore's Rest has a new fucking export. There we go. Lemonade. Yep. (laughs) I think probably lemons. (laughs) Nope, just lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) They actually have a lemonade stand like floating in the ocean outside Moore's Rest, and they're like, five cents per glass. (laughs) Uh, In the coming months, as the new year turns over into. DF in 201 the spring equinox passes exactly a year since Sylphie and Jax met up and crashed an airship uh, on that day yes um, I asked I've been hunting this entire time for supplies while we've been traveling and I asked Silas to help me and together uh, Silas, me, Marin, Sylphie, probably Ren, because I'm just dragging him along at this point. Um, we go to, was it Port Saris? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We go to Port Saris, um, which is actually where I planted a tree. So yeah, yeah. we go to Port Saris. Um, I, remembering Sylphie's stories, I take them all to a small bakery run by Mercoptera. And we, we like, we have brunch or breakfast or whatever the fuck there. Um, <laughs> and I tell Sylphie to buy some extras. 
Because she has, just for the road. Okay. Just for the road. Sure. Okay. And then we uh, we go out into town near the tree. And I take out a single tiny bone that Fearin found for me. And I sit it on the ground. And uh, I've got, like, an extra set of clothes and stuff. Um, and I gesture to Silas and like if if you would please uh, oh, oh, I also oh, hand him okay. the 1000 gold diamond that he needs for this <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving up you know all right I mean uh what who who are we what is yes who who is this um you guys will get to meet them and off to the side, Sophie is like, "You didn't." And Silas casts a spell, and from this little bone, a white light begins to grow outward, and form a curled-up shape of a smallish tabaxi, and begins to form his features and whiskers and little ears and long poofy tail and if i remember correctly as the light fades he is left with bright beautiful white fur Mm -hmm. and you see just curled up there at the foot of the tree like a little cat sleeping a little bitty jacks i um I help him up. Obviously, I'm sure Sylphie has a reaction. Um, Sylphie is just kind of stunned standing there. And as Jax wakes up and sort of rubs his eyes, blinks and looks around, he looks up at you in particular. You you don't know me. No, I, I don't. You're, um, I help him to his feet and, like, give him yeah, a cloak he's, so he's not, he's, you know, like, totally naked. He's, he's, and, he's got fur. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um, uh, and but, yeah, he's kind of wobbly. I, you're, you were chosen for a reason. You still have a story that needs to be told. And I take his hand and I set into it a ring that I got from Tuldanost. And close his hand on it, and like it's your choice, whatever you want to do. I don't, I don't understand. Taldana says hello. He looks down at the ring, and this one, this one's not cursed, so like you can just put it on if you want. It's not gonna like I show him mine. I like take it on and off. Like, see, it's fine. It doesn't. Are you... Are you like me? What do you mean? And he looks down at the ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm Kit, by the way. Nice to meet you. Hi. Also, we have a box of donuts. I'm sure you're hungry. He sort of looks among the group and he sees Marin and Silas, who he has no idea who they are. I Um, look at Sylphie. I'm like, is this him? And Sylphie's just standing there, stunned, as Jax looks at her and 
she obviously looks quite a bit different. She's built up a little bit of muscle. She wears at least a couple pieces of armor at all times now, just because that's just how she is. And also it looks cool as fuck. Um, but she's standing there staring at him and he's like, Hi, Sylphie. And she just steps up and it's like, and she puts her hands on his shoulders like she can't believe he's actually real. It's like, oh my god. Hi! And she pulls him in and hugs him. He's like, ow! Oh, oh. oh be careful. He's gonna be fragile for a while. She's like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh my god. It... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I... I got... I... Uh... Hey, um... This is Marin, and she points over, and hey, Jax looks over. He's like, "Is this your sister?" And and Sylvie's like, "Yeah, yeah, I got her back." Yeah. And and he's like, "Hi, uh, I'm I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed." I am um, too. Um, thank you uh, uh, for. Thank you for keeping my dorky sister alive for at least a little bit. I mean, to be fair, I kind of did a bad job of it. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he, he looks at Sylphie and she's just stunned. And he is too. And she sort of wraps an arm around him. She says, we're gonna... You have a lot to catch up on. Um... I thank you. We, I, you are going to meet some amazing people who would have loved you. They're going to love you. I got a new dad. I was going to say, I know some people who might be able to help him out. Yeah. And she says, I got a new. I got a new dad. I got a whole new, like, huge... There's, like, 200 of them, Jax. The, you're... I found a place to belong, and I'm going to help you find yours. And Jax just looks up at her. He's like, okay. I think the short version of that is welcome to the family. That sounds really nice. Uh, as all of this is getting really nice and overwhelming, mm-hmm. I lean onto Sylphie's shoulder very casually. I'm like, uh, I think you still have a letter to deliver, don't you? Letter? Aether. Oh. Sorry, I, I forgot. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, she she nods says, yeah, I, I know. I've been kind of putting it off. I pull out another another diamond and hold it in my hand. What if we just deliver them home instead? Uh, that's a lot for one day, but yeah. I mean, we don't have to do it today. We can do it like in a, like a couple of days. We've had, we do no rush. And she looks at Jax, who's looking at this kind of curiously. She says, so, I think it's pretty clear we kind of fucked up on that particular mission. Um, we from, can fix that. 
Yeah, from what I've heard, it sounded like a real clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah, and Jax is like, sorry. I, I then I pull out a little metal rod with a button on the end of it. I'm like, but if you guys want to do it again. Oh, God. <laughs> Put it away. Uh, Sophie Sophie actually like busts out laughing. <laughs> We've got a one in 100 chance of hunger of Hadar again. Okay. And, all right. All right. And um, Sophie looks at Jax and says, that, that's not, we're not going to let that stuff happen anymore. We're going to work on this and you're going to be great. And we're going to, we can fix any mistakes along the way. We can do that now. I'm like crazy in with Tal Dunas now. And so is that idiot. And she wants a kid. Whenever you're ready, or if you don't want to, you don't have to, but that ring, all you have to do is go down to the beach. There will be, put that ring on. There'll be a little orange fish that is waiting for you. And if you ask him to take you to Tal Dunas, he will. Okay. Really weird. Just trust me. Have faith in the fish. I mean, that's a just, shirt. just by that's a shirt. Have faith in the fish. <laughs> Maybe I should make that. And it's like a little clownfish underneath. It says, "Have you seen my son?" Like, <laughs> have you seen my jacks? Um, he he says, "I I think I might do that, but I think I need a little." time to get used to this yeah. first. Yeah, no problem. Word, I, we can get a place right next to the donut factory. Yeah, actually, donut sounds really nice. Good. Sylvie, donuts, please. Yeah, yeah, Spread yeah. It. yeah. Okay. And she, okay. she, like, opens up the box for him and he just crams one in his face. Perfect. <laughs> um, white, pink frosting all over the white fur. Um, yeah. Let me but know yeah. when we're done with that, because I've got a couple of the things that just have to happen. So. Yeah. Um, within, say, like, the first year. I'm yeah, going to say... Like, one more thing within... Uh, I'll say because Aether, especially because Aether's player does not play with us anymore, mm-hmm. we'll say that that is done. Okay. Um, and we don't need to worry about Corvrin. Yeah. Um, but uh, I actually, like, on the list, I have everybody written down and next to Corvrin, I just put an X. I was like, yeah, no, we're fine. No, he's. We fine. had Corcoran for like two episodes. Yeah. Fine. If yeah. anybody asks about him, like Dan is like, Dana's like he's fine. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, wife and kids. He's doing great. Yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> Sylphie, uh Sylphie does spend quite a bit of time just with Jax, helping him get used mm-hmm. to things, and he decides to just for the sake of figuring out what the hell's going on and understanding everything that's happened in the past year. Um, he does stick with the Phalon caravan for a while. And if duh, Quinn immediately is like, Oh my God, you're so cute. You're mine. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, not too long after that. In fact, about maybe, Oh, a month later. Uh, it is, what is the name of the thing? Let me grab it. It is Dothriel the Fifth. Delantane. Delantane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on this day, uh, after 
in the previous months uh, working with the Haldron Company and sometimes the Atlaran Mercenary Company. Uh, you guys had managed to secure the destruction of at least five more cisterns. Uh, and in close enough succession that they could not be quickly replaced. Come Delandane, uh, there are a few people who are keeping a close eye on the activities of the remaining Heidelin cultists uh, in the few places that they're still in operation. And in Ardsfarn, uh, where previously the Jarl's own child was going to be sacrificed, but thankfully they were saved. Uh, you guys eventually hear from the Guild of the Gate, who is sort of running this operation of spying on them, now that Kyla isn't around to tell anybody that there was a spy in the first place. Um, and of course, even though Nikolai's dead, he had his own crew in there. Uh, it is reported that Delandane, as a whole, fails. Hmm. Another sacrifice was used in the Jarl's place, uh, Jarl's child's place, unfortunately, but upon their death, nothing happened. And while this person could not be saved, it very quickly spread through the remainder of the Heidelin cult that the cisterns do not work anymore. None of the remaining sacrifices worked. And with the addition of having lost all of their active walkers on Valder the Eighth when Kyla or when Olgar fell, the cult begins to go into a panic, realizing they have nothing now. Many of them who had Ulgar as a patron already knew they lost their powers with none of their important Ooh. walkers anymore and none of their puppeteers able to do anything. They lost all of their influence in rich and powerful spaces. The few who were uh, of their own volition in these spaces were soon found out as the cult began to be infiltrated by outsiders who could no longer be detected thanks to the lack of Olgar's protection and in not that we're going to skip ahead this far but in the coming 50 60 years the cult all but evaporates sections of it do stick around but no longer dedicated to Olgar as they I'll learn as the story of the Obsidian Collective spreads that he was destroyed and Ilarka was killed. Uh, the Guild of the Gate, in particular, spends quite a bit of time with their new chaser captain, Ethane Molinark, hunting down odd splinter groups and making sure that they're no longer a problem. Um, let's see. The Obsidian Collective, in particular, uh, kept a, an eye on some of these larger groups led by former White Cloaks. And the remaining cisterns were eventually destroyed, just in case. 
the Alaran Mercenary Company uh, actually volunteered some of their time and resources to help with this, uh, sort of as a as a, a symbol of peace to Haven, realizing that they had fucked shit up. Uh, and the Haldron Company also funded this uh, in order to also repair some burned bridges, quite literally. <laughs> Uh, I will say that by the year 501, the Heidelin cult doesn't exist, and there are only small groups fruitlessly worshipping Ilarka, Sav, Guillaume, and Stionix, and a few small crime families descended from former White Cloaks. But all in all, they are considered effectively destroyed as of the year 201. Um, but after the year, or in the year 201, as you guys are taking care of your own business, what's going on? Uh, one last thing before we depart from the Phalon. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to finally go to Baphomel Temple uh-huh. and talk yeah. to Talon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not hard to do. Yep. Um... Between your connections with the Crimson Hammer uh, and just general access to very magical people, uh, you learn that the Crimson Hammer does have their own teleport circle there. Uh, So you are able to go there pretty easily without too much help. Um, Who do you take with you? Uh, I imagine Silas and then, I don't know, I feel like Sylphie would be bored. Um, she's busy chasing Ziegler yeah Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if Kit wants to come doesn't seem like something he'd want to do we're probably I'm probably running around with Ran well uh, leading up to this I will say that um, Sir Mir does eventually get back to you ah good (laughs) (laughs) it takes her a while It, 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 it takes her a few months to get back to you mostly because the all eight titans have returned and Taldonost has been busy sort of sorting things out and Sermir being one of the few that was still around the whole time is helping with that but she does get back to you not too long before your visit to Baphomel Temple because she finds out you're planning to head there and uh, she doesn't visit you in person the titans are starting to figure out their balance with the mortals and how much they can really interfere. But there is a, a morning as you get up, just a normal day, where you're woken up uh, by someone knocking on the outside of the caravan wagon you're staying in. I'll open the door. Yeah, you crack it open and you see a very beautiful, long, white-haired drow standing there, loose shirt, just sort of looking over the camp. Mm. Oh, hey. Hello. Hi. I, uh, I have something for you. you oh, do. no. Yes. And what he, is? uh, uh, Ted Furin, uh, <laughs> steps up and says, uh, we, I'm sorry it's taken us so long to get back to you, but... We've been a bit busy. 
oh. family reunions and all of that. Yeah, I, you know what? We've been having some of those too, so. Uh, Sonmir sent me, uh, and he hands over the golden scroll. Oh, oh. thanks. And uh, then pulls from another pocket a tarnished but beautiful antique uh, probably as old as clockwork itself pocket watch circular with almost like a shell uh, like a spiraling shell design on the top and uh, these sort of balanced scales uh, carved into it and on this long silver chain I we um as a family we decided that with Senna returned home we decided to dispose of the statue uh only to find that it had already been rendered inert. Oh. It broke apart. Oh. I I think that may have been Senna's doing. But we were able to retrieve this. And I don't know if it does anything anymore, but. I'll take it and say, well, I guess better go give it back to its rightful owner then, huh? <laughs> I, uh,. I'm curious how things are going with them. Me too. We, I mean, we talk to them all the time, but Senna and Talon have been quiet. We'll see. I hope that means good things. I hope so too. My, uh, my uncle Talon, he is my uh, father's brother. Is very important to me, and I hope what you did has helped him heal a bit. I hope so. Well, I am going to go as queen to make me some egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk away. Poor Quinn. He's going to have to make egg rolls forever. <laughs> Yep. I imagine Fearon's going to visit every so often for mm. quite a while. Just be like, your egg rolls are the best egg rolls. So. Yes. What if he's like haunting that poor lady that we found one time and made her hired her to make yeah. egg rolls all night? <laughs> I will tell you for free that while he is not haunting her, he does appear in different avatar forms every so often. It's just like, I heard about you from my friend. You're <laughs> so good. <laughs> He, um, he just sounds like Dracula every yeah. single time. <laughs> yep. And she's yep. just like, okay, okay. Oh, it's the same um, person again, wearing another illusion. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. She yeah, knows. yeah, she totally yeah. knows. Um, but yeah, uh, eventually you guys head off to Baphomel Temple. Uh, just you and Silas, because it won't take too long. And uh, when you get there, uh, the teleport circle lands you smack in the middle of that bridge from your dream. Uh, and because that was 17 episodes ago, let me paint you a word picture. Uh, <laughs> uh, you find yourself on a wide, like, 
50 foot wide stone bridge spanning a long, long gap between two tall mountainsides. And the bridge itself is probably a good like eighth or more of a mile long. And you see the familiar uh, apparel of sentinels on this bridge, except these ones are specifically Talon related, not a mix like you would see in Haven. And there are quite a few people crossing over the bridge, people who look like they're just traveling around for the day, people who are carrying bags like they went to get groceries. And on either end, the bridge goes into a uh, spiraling ramp that goes down into the mountains themselves. And as you and Silas uh, just kind of ask around the sentinels there, uh, you eventually figure out that the uh, Baphomel Temple, which the uh, entire city is named after, is to the east. And you leave the bridge to head into a massive uh, spiral and down into this huge hallway that's just lined with columns, very, very Moria-esque. And you see carved into either side are homes and businesses. And everything is, everything that doesn't move regularly is made of stone, different types of stone, everything from white diorite to red granite to slate to andesite, all the different colors that even though it's all stone, it is beautiful. And it is made even more beautiful by the fact that this entire arched hallway, the ceilings and walls are covered with hand-painted ancient murals and set with glass mosaics that depict stories from the Balin pantheon. Uh, some of them from the dissolution that show everything from the fall of Delthair to the... Uh, to the return of Hesperus, to the defeat of Ilarka. Um, and as you get further down this humongous city, underground city hallway, uh, you see off to the left there is a recess into the wall and a huge double stone door that as you go up to it and see the symbol of Talon above it, which is this uh, long-handled axe, um, you just sort of push on these stone doors that look like they're too heavy to move, and they just swing open effortlessly. You step into a hallway that reminds you of the tunnel through the crater to the Dalmaric, uh, Monomaric, sorry, um, and you see this entire, uh, roof of this tunnel is covered in black paint with, constellations and uh, these almost watercolor-esque pieces of Senna and Talon's story. You see these two people just perfectly happy together and you see three smaller figures with them. You see one of the smaller figures, male, with a phantom over his shoulder that reminds you of Ilarka's skeletal face. You see him kill two of the smaller figures and then kill Senna. And then the figure of Talon turns, brandishing this long axe 
and destroys him on the spot. And at the end of the hallway, right before the uh, last two doors, you see the lone figure of Talon uh, just standing with axe in hand. And as you push open the second set of doors, you step into what is essentially an underground cathedral. You see uh, very much like uh, almost Notre Dame-esque, you see these long lines of pews and you see columns off to the side with smaller hallways with lofts on either side where choirs would stand. You see up at the front this raised pulpit and standing behind it on this plinth is a larger-than-life statue of Talon that is captured in perfect life detail. Um, you have seen him before, of course. This tall, gaunt, serious and sad-looking figure with a golden sort of crown around his head. Um, on his statue, whereas the statue itself is one color of stone, he does have the golden crown. And you see before him in a stone uh, recre recreation of a stump, there is his long-handled axe, uh, which is an actual axe set into the stone, uh, just sort of sticking out of it. And he's wrapped in this long cloak. Uh, at the moment, there's no one in here. Um except for up at the very front, just sort of sweeping quietly is a uh, shorter, sort of rounder woman in gray and gold robes. And she's just cleaning the place up. It looks like these are sort of off hours for the temple. I'm going to take out the pocket watch and I will step forward to the statue of him and just set it down by his feet. Um, and the, the woman, this priestess, looks up and says, Can I help you? Oh, we're just going to talk to him. Uh, Would you like a moment alone? That'd be nice, yeah. Of course, of course. And she okay. picks up her stuff and heads off to a side chamber and Silas steps up and takes your hand. Uh, sorry it took so long to get here, but we're doing well. I just wanted to make sure she was too and that you all are happy. Um, the the watch sitting there as and if you you've found out over the past few days or so that it is indeed inert it no longer has an enchantment something happened to it and the statue oh thank god um <laughs> i was so um, worried you were gonna leave like a powerful legendary relic just <laughs> sitting on a pedestal like oh my god um as you're standing there looking up at this large statue and it's quiet because you're underground and no sound makes its way this far, even from the city outside, um, Silas 
looks up at Talon and says, it strikes me how similar I am to him, or could have been. I'll just kind of nudge into him a little bit, like, well, I'm glad your story has a happy end. I assume. I think it could be pretty good. Um, And he stops and turns as you guys hear footsteps just sort of echoing through this stone chamber. And you go to look and you realize out of the corner of your eye the statue is gone. Oh. And behind you approaching this maybe seven, eight foot male figure with almost grayish dark skin, a dark sort of salt and peppered beard, but mostly white hair on top, the golden crown off his temples and extending around his head, this long gray cloak, gold accents on leather armor and uh, a sash around his waist. And these heavy gold accented boots stepping along, you see the, to you, familiar visage of Talon. Now, with your experience with Titans and gods and all the people that you've tried to avoid thus far, you are aware that he is not really here. This is an avatar. But he looks real enough. And as he approaches and stops a good maybe 15 feet away, he has his arms clasped behind his back, looking at the two of you. Is the pocket watch still where it was? or Nope, it's gone. Okay. Sorry. I... I just wanted to check and see how she was. It will be a long time before she is even a shadow of her former self. But she is happy. She has her sisters and brother and we all have her again. Good. And what about you? There are things that we are still discussing. And there is centuries, millenniums of memories and hurt to deal with. But she may be different now. But she is still the Senna that I knew with her memories returned. I didn't think it was possible for that to happen. 
I don't know if we'll ever be what we were. But I'm certainly willing to give it a try. Good. You have restored the goddess of knowledge and mystery to her rightful place. And you've put back a piece of the Balin family. If not just for my sake, but the sake of Adlaren, Elen, Zarai, Hesperus, Raulus, Avros, Harkin, all of us. Thank you. You may not be a godly person, but you are certainly a friend to us. I don't think you all are half bad. <laughs> you don't know us at all, then. Um, I'll take Silas by the hand. I'll go to leave. But then I look back and I say, did that pocket watch when it had its power, did it, did it do more than just stop time? Yes. You could go back and change things. That power does exist somewhere, but it is a power that even I realize is not to be trifled with. I would have used it long ago if I thought it would have turned out well. A year ago, if you would have dangled that in front of my face, I think I would have taken it. I don't know. Life's pretty good. Even though it hurts. I'll agree. It took a long time to be good again. Or ever. In some cases. But I think that because we know how bad it can be, it makes even the simplest moments so much better. Yeah. You appreciate the little things. Mm -hmm. I'll, hmm? yeah. Oh, I said I, I'll squeeze Silas's hand and look up at him like, yeah, I agree. I wish you too well. And my offer still stands to you. I will not ask for your loyalty or 
patronage or any of that, but if you should ever need my help, you've earned it. I appreciate the offer, but we've been doing pretty well on our own. Yes, I imagine you could handle just about anything now. Be well. You too. And he turns and steps toward the plinth, and it's almost a trick of the light that you your vision blurs and you blink and suddenly the statue is back. The pocket watch is gone and all is as it was. All right. <laughs> <laughs> My baby boy. <laughs> okay. I've got um, a couple things to do within the first year that are not big. But um, just a couple things to, like, get rid of out of my inventory. Um, I do go back to Constanos and talk to Lucan, and we inter what I have left of Elaine. Okay. Um, If they want to inter her underground, that's fine. If they choose to inter her above ground, I will plant a tree on top of her grave. Okay. Um, I think the tree would be nice. Okay. She'll, um, Kit has been collecting fruit seeds at this point, And since Constanos yep. is a warmer climate, she gets a fig tree. Okay. Um, and then I will go back to, uh, at some point, because I can turn into a dragon basically whenever the fuck I want now. So at some point I will throw the crest of the Hydaelyn cult into a deep part of the ocean. So that we can no longer be tracked. I will also... Um, it did go inert after. Alcarda. Oh, it did? Yep. I'm going to put... No, I'm going to... The crest of the Hydaelyn cult and the white piece of stone with the Yara rune on it are left in the care of the Obsidian Collective. Okay. As reminders of what yeah, we... Yeah, you guys can convert of one of Lysander's buildings into like a like a museum thing. Yeah. Uh, just as reminders of what happened. Um, and then the third thing I wanted to get rid of is I want to go see, uh, I think it's Valark, Rowena? Valark is the older one, yeah. Yeah. I want to go see him and I want to trade the mechanic jumpsuit from the Stormthrone crew for whatever he'll give me. And you don't. You don't have to tell me what it is. It can be something that Kit keeps and it's a surprise. I don't care. But I do take it back to him. I have a really good idea. Cool. I will let you keep it. Um, Okay. And the other thing... Oh, sorry. Two more things within the first year. Um, I imagine we would meet up with Ziegler at some point. Oh, yeah. No, Sylphie, like a couple months after going back, um, Sylphie did take off for a short while and just said, I'll be I'll be back. Don't wait up. Um, the Phelan caravan does move around a lot. So they're like, are, are you sure are you going to be able to get back? And she's like, don't worry, I'll have a boat. Um, she's just and, doing a hostile uh, takeover. <laughs> uh, knowing where the kitten caboodle runs. Um, That's right. <laughs> Knowing where it runs, uh, she goes up to Seeger Rayafir 
and waits a couple days for uh, Merrigan Ziegler to show up. And uh, you all hear the story secondhand. Because mm. uh, Sylphie makes some friends in Seeger Ray of Fear and uh, eventually tells the story. And you guys grab it from a couple other people too. Like especially Jessa San who is around Seeger Ray of Fear at the time. Um, but uh, as you know it... She found herself at the found herself at the blue footed booby, and because <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh huh. And just fucking spent a few days gambling, drinking, and waiting. And when the kitten caboodle came into harbor, she made her way down there. Uh, not drunk, thankfully, but. Uh, just sauntered her way down there, didn't ask permission as she jumped aboard the ship, and she dressed that motherfucker down in front of his entire crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, shortly after that, uh, after she stormed away from him, not giving him a chance to apologize or explain or anything, uh, he caught up with her at the bar again. And quietly offered to buy her a drink, which she accepted. And they spent most of the Kit and Caboodle shore leave talking. Uh, She doesn't give away much more than that. Mm. But she says they did mostly talking. (laughs) Mostly. Uh, And when he finally said, I'm sorry, but I gotta go. Boss says, I gotta go. Um... She jumped on board the kitten caboodle with him and said, great, you employ me now. And they made a run back to Volfira, where she left the kitten caboodle and uh, caught up with a few people in uh, Volfira itself. A couple friends of of you guys Mm -hmm. uh, also went to Volfira just to start new lives. And... uh, she eventually wandered her way, way back to the Phalon Caravan, but every couple months or so, she goes back to one of those two places to wait for him, and then they fight, and then they make up, and, and that's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how it goes for a couple years. Okay. Uh, along somewhere in that time, um, I imagine I speak to Ziegler, Mm-hmm. And or just through messages or whatever. And basically, um, I tell him that while I still want to get paid, I am leaving him mostly in charge to make the business decisions. Mm-hmm. And I would like him to continue expanding um, to keep trade very fair and to uh, employ Matamarg and Elusir whenever they ask. Okay. Um, yeah. And then the last thing I want to do within the first year is I am finally going to take Carol on a date. Yeah! Yay! Yeah. Uh, um, thanks to the connection between the Caskers and Moore's Rest now, it is not hard to get a hold of yeah. Carol. And uh, he's mostly based in Seeger Ray of Fear now because mm-hmm. he runs that branch of the Caskers. Gotcha. Uh, so while he's busy, he has time for you. Oh, I can pop in anywhere. So, like, I... Um, yeah, I'll talk. I am. Does it go well? 
imagine it does. Okay, cool. I've got a little bit to add to my epilogue then. Um, but I will let him know that I am not a housewife type and that I have a wandering spirit and that's what I will be doing. So I will see him when I can, but it will, it's on my time. Obviously if he needs me, I will show up, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Carol is, to be fair, you don't know him that well yet. Yeah. Um, No, I figured like once it goes well for a while, like we'd have that kind of talk. Yeah. Um, as you get to know him better, you learn that he, he does not have the wanderer spirit. He's very much content with being more of a, while he does control the, uh, specifically Seeger Rayafir branch of the Caskers, and he's busy a lot, um, he's a lot more bookish than Mm. his parents. He's not as involved as his dad. He's not as commanding as his mother, but he's good at what he does because he grew up learning how to do all of that. He was literally born for this. Um, And with his parents' help, he's he's pretty good. Uh, The support of Moore's Rest also helps a lot because now anytime pirates show up, Justine's like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Mm-hmm. especially if they're arbiters. Yeah. Um, but uh, he is not bothered by your wandering spirit. In fact, he encourages it. Mm-hmm. And he basically tells you after you get much closer and sort of decide to stick together, he tells you that he will be there. And you are welcome anytime. Okay. All right, and that's that's it for me. I'm ready to move into epilogue. Okay. Uh, right before, I would say, like, whenever Ansem says that we're ready to go move forward, I'd mm-hmm. say, like, a few days before we're set to go, I'm just watching everybody at the Phelan caravan, like, out in front of a bonfire and everything. I'd say uh, you guys are in, let's say mid-chord. Let's go back to where it all started. Okay. Um, You guys are chilling out in mid-chord after doing some performing that day around bonfires and dinner and everything else is laid out and everybody's just relaxing. The the, uh, um, Quinn and pretty much all of his kids among the caravan are all kind of gathered together and Quinn's telling stories and mm-hmm. it's it's become normal for you but it hasn't gotten old yeah and I'll I know Flameheart is probably just like hanging out there oh yeah with me that's another thing. We had to go into Keladir and Flameheart. Yeah. Um, and Nyx. Yeah, I have a yeah. little bit of that. Yeah. Um, but as I just watch all of this, I'm like, you know, if this is retaliation, I think I like it. 
you're saying that's Flameheart? Yeah. And uh, in in this time, you've gotten to see Flameheart become more and more corporeal until just very recently he is fully visible to everyone. He can hide himself when he wants to, but to most people, he just looks like a person. And he is sitting next to you, this very handsome male figure who never wears a shirt, because why would you? Um, (laughs) Very dark, uh, very dark, rich, warm brown skin, this mane of fiery hair, um, these orangish red eyes that look like yours, but without the blue flecks. Um, He after spending time with D and learning more and more about Hesperus, he sort of has taken on a little bit of that image, but he just sort of wears like vests and loose pants, never shoes because why would you? (laughs) Um, And he's just sort of sitting there next to you, leaning on one knee and looking out over the camp and says, yeah, this is, uh, this is some pretty good revenge. (laughs) Thank you. I I think we've made it up to each other. All the things we owe. Can still say thank you. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I um. I still can't believe I spent over a thousand years being that thing, the Fjordhide. I can't imagine why I ever wanted that, why I never wanted this. I think it's easy to let anger and hate take over. It's harder to let go and to love and to be kind. And he sort of leans on your shoulder he's been very much like a like a big brother um he says i think i think once we get you settled in constanos and everything sort of evens out and we all get our own schedules i think uh i think i might hop along with Sylphie for a couple adventures and go out and see things. I'll always be literally a word away if you need me. Oh yeah. You should go out and see things. It's... I, think I think I might take Keladir with me. She'll hate it. <laughs> oh, Silas can do it. She can do it. Yeah. She'll want to see all those quiet forests and whatnot that he likes. Yeah. But it's a big world. Yeah. Two should see what it has to offer. I want to see what it's like now. So that in a hundred years, a thousand years, I can see what you guys did to change it. I don't know. 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. I never wanted to do that. All I care is that I'm free. I think I finally am. And if I change the world along the way, fine. He gives you like a little light, like, like boop, shoulder punch. And it's just like, good job, kid. Oh, uh, yeah. You're like less than a year old. Calm down. I am 1400 years old. Thank uh, you. By some standards, but. By all standards, know. I'm literally 1400 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I'll shove him back. Um, and uh, as for Keladir, um, it it takes a while to get to know her. She's shy. She is what you imagine Silas would have been like if he wasn't forced to be charismatic and political mm-hmm. and all of that. She's quiet and reserved, and you can see all of the possibility of even maybe what Silas was like when he was younger, and she is, above all, gentle. Um, in... It'll it'll come around later as we get into the uh, the, the true like epilogue, um, but there's a reason she becomes known as the Mercy Staff. She is the epitome of gentleness and kindness, unbefitting of a tool of death. But she is very much a. It would. It, I think it's unfair to call her relationship with Silas that of a sister. It is as close to your relationship with him as she can get without it being romantic. It is. There's never jealousy there. She treats you as if you mean the world to her as well. And, but there's always this knowledge that there is another woman there who cares about Silas just as much as you do. And sometimes when you're away, especially later on as you get more into your work with Ansem, there's a comfort in knowing that at all times Caladir is keeping an eye on him. And he takes comfort in Flameheart looking after you. And both of them, these staves turned people, are family. And they remain family for the rest of your lives. And the same is true of all of the other staves. Nyx mm-hmm. takes a little longer than the rest of the staves to find his self Mm, because he can't 
fucking decide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but eventually... It's because uh, he's a Pisces, and decisions are hard. Yeah, he's also probably <laughs> he's bi, which makes it even harder. Oh, yeah, um, probably for don't sure. Don't ever ask a bi person to make a decision. No, no but, never. Uh, you said you had an idea for how he would come to look. I had an idea for how the staff will take his final form. But oh, okay. um, as for Nick's, I would imagine that he he takes on a very... Hmm, I always imagined him with kind of cerulean blue eyes. Uh, probably more on the pale side, actually. Um, and jet black hair. And uh, he'd probably be, he'd probably be kind of tall-ish, like 5'11", 6 foot, mm -hmm. uh, lanky, just because he can't stop moving. He's just metabolism <laughs> all the time. Um, I don't think he'd be muscular. I think he'd just be fast. Um, I could see him being pretty lean, yeah. like thin swimmer lean. Yeah. I'd say eventually he, because of Kit's traveling and also being part of the Elusir and stuff like that, he eventually takes on like a very boho, like fortune teller kind of look. He <laughs> taking after Taldanos, like the fishnets and like, like the netting and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's got like that boho look, but it's kind of, he kind of sort of looks like a hobo at the same time. So I'd say he kind of looks like a, he would pass as just a person, like a fisherman, kind of an eccentric, oh, yeah. fast fisherman. He's just wandering around yeah. causing oh. havoc because he can't <laughs> stop moving and doing yeah. things. All eight of the staves do eventually appear as just people. Um, they can still become their weapon forms. And I think not in Marin's lifetime, but later on down the line, they will also be able to create a separate extension of themselves in the form of their weapon. Mm -hmm. um, but they themselves are Ooh. just very, very magically adept people. Um, but yeah, Nyx, uh, in his time with Kit... I think it's fair to say that he disappears a lot. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and he he adores Ren. No. He just I can see fucking, that. He just buzzes around him at all fucking hours. Mm -hmm. um, it's because and, Ren is one of those people that's like, I don't like cats, so cats love him. Yeah. And yeah. Ren is like, I'm too calm for crazy people. And so Nix is just like, you're my best friend. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he does rub off a little bit on Ren, and Ren does gather his confidence over time. Thank God. Uh, to the point where, as he gets older, I think Ren will become fairly well-balanced to the point where he does like structure, but he's also very capable of spontaneity. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, having to keep up with you fucks, he's probably pretty fit, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Nick's being that these staves in the Obsidian Collective do become famous with time, um, the 
the staves, it, it's almost unfair to call them staves now, but I don't know what else to call them. Um, they, they like their certain chosen forms, but occasionally they do change them just to not garner too much attention. Um, and every so often they'll like change a feature or two just to be able to go unseen. But um, all eight of them have a very close relationship. Um, perhaps the closest of which will be between uh, Nyx and Flameheart. Even though they started out literally as fire and water and did not like each other at all, were sworn enemies as the Sephon and Fjord. Um, it's, it's later on, but eventually Nyx and Flameheart are, anytime they're not with you guys, they're together. <laughs> and even then, if Flameheart is with Marin, Nyx will just fucking pop up and ruin everything. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nick travels a lot more, so he comes around occasionally. It's like your like, you it's, like, it's like your teenager bringing over their crazy ADHD friend, and you're yeah. just like, oh god, put out the tarps. <laughs> oh. Um, but no, Nick. Nick is good. He becomes more self-aware with time, but he's still pretty chaotic. They get into trouble. Um, good. But. Uh, it also stands to reason that Squall and Sonnering are very close, being that they belong to a father and daughter. Hmm. Um, Vesper and Keladir are nearly inseparable, being death and dark. They not only complement each other, but you all learn that Vesper under Quinn is just as gentle as Keladir, if not more, uh, but even shyer. Uh, she is sweet, and the Phalon are her world. She is all, or they are all she cares about. Um, and later on, when Quinn does pass away, it is no surprise that Vesper ends up passed down to another Heartstead, one of his adopted children. And it will stay, or she will stay with the Phalon forever. Or at least she hopes so. Um, let's see. Uh, Marin, you do have a fair bit of contact with Nova. Uh, less so D because she's fucking busy and you're fucking busy. Uh, I mean, High Priestess of Hesperus and all that. Um, but Nova comes around quite a bit because uh, they uh, and uh, Flameheart are complementary staves. And the same is true of, of course, Nyx and Burkana, but they're together all the time anyway. Um, let's see. I think that pretty much covers them, at least for that. Uh, oh, yes. And a few years down the line, uh, as the Obsidian Collective becomes more prevalent and the Atlaren Mercenary Company in particular does take the counsel of the Obsidian Collective, being that you guys 
could destroy them if you wanted to. It is purely not your numbers, but your power that makes people respect you and the things that you did to save the Demiware. Um, but the at Lauren Mercenary Company, as one of the most powerful guilds in the entire world, uh, definitely curries favor with you guys. Because they know, one, they already fucked with some of you, being that they attacked Haven. And two, they know that down the line, two of you are going to live a really long time. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a couple years into your uh, very prestigious sort of place on the world stage, uh, Bull, who has been your 17th member, because they're counting all the staves and you guys um he is gifted echo echo is a fairly simple looking but for for a non hydaline stave tool it is actually extremely powerful uh it is known as a void focus it sort of uh not copies but imitates the power of the core staff and this is gifted to bull by quinn uh with of course the approval of the obsidian collective um the staff itself is not sentient um and it is meant to be a staff of sort of balancing the other uh aids but it does have a special power that Quinn has built into it in these amplification and uh, sort of, uh, what's the word? Channeling abilities. Uh, when specifically the eight staves are brought together with Echo, they can all be channeled together like they did with Marin to cause not just damage, but great change. Um, mm. Quinn designed this specifically with future worldwide issues in mind. The idea that the staves themselves could solve problems if their bearers could not, and should all of the bearers and all of the staves be together with echo it is even more powerful but it does require the voluntary and mm. specific consent of every single member in order to work so it can never be used if even one person agrees uh, disagrees with what they're about to do mm -hmm. um this also lays the groundwork for sort of the Obsidian Collective's voting. Uh, it doesn't happen very often that you guys don't generally agree on things because you're all friends and all have similar ideas in mind. Uh, but for later members who don't know each other as well, um, it is decided that majority should always rule. But in the event that uh in the event that a major decision is being made a greater majority is needed 
And while it is not required for every member to always agree on everything unanimously, uh, the Obsidian Collective in the future will be brought together with the understanding that every member has similar aligned goals and that each member, even if they do not agree with something that's happening, they should still respect the needs for not just the greater good, because sometimes the greater good is not so good, but the needs of people, not nobles, not kings, not kingdoms, normal people. And in conjunction with groups like the Guild of the Gates, who you will always have a member in as uh, Squall becomes the symbol of the Captain of the Chasers. The Kestrel Mace as Sonnering becomes the symbol of the High Graver. Uh, as Nova becomes the symbol of the High Priest of Hesperus. As Keladir is forever in the hands of someone gentle and merciful. As Vesper is always a symbol of the Phalon Caravan. As Burkana and Nyx are always at least for the next millennium or so, in the hands of Kenemek Ambro and Kit of Volfira. You all work for the good of people and the good of people's balance with nature. Which gets more difficult when the industrial age starts, but not impossible. Anything else you guys want to do within the first few years before we really jump into the true epilogue stuff? I will say also the night before I leave officially to go work with Ansem. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine I have a new loot that I've bought. Um, and I find Sylphie, um, whenever she's, wherever she's like sitting around the yeah. fire or something um, like that, but. I would say around this time, uh, she just recently got back from Seagrave here and, uh, she's just kind of chilling after a lot of other people have gone to bed. I'll sit down next to her, kind of hey. just like, Hi. I'm just kind of strumming my loot, just casually. You have noticed that since you guys joined the Phalon, she has been actively practicing and playing and performing. Um, I also like to think that we've been writing music together. Um, I'm like, so are you going to be totally lost without me? I'm going up to Constanos for a while. Have I been lost without you when I went to see Grave here alone? I don't know. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I think one, I'm a big girl, and two, I can come mess with you whenever I want. Yeah, you're not wrong. 
what is I've been meaning to ask you. I don't know anymore. What did what is your name? Are you Phelan? Are you Veneer? Are you Oh um, are you? You know, that's a good question. I mean, if you don't want to be a veneer, I won't be offended, I promise. <laughs> um, she glances across the camp, and you realize she's looking at Quinn's uh, caravan wagon. Hartstead. I like it. Yeah. Sylvie Hartstead. Yeah. It's mm. a good stage name. Yeah, it is, actually. You'll draw crowds of hundreds of people from miles away. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I kind of nudge her a little bit with the, I don't know what that's called on the loot. But the like, uh, little... It's it's the head of the loot. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. Or where, the scroll. Where the pegs are? Yeah. yeah. It would be the head. It's not a scroll. Some okay. loots do have scrolls. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen one with a scroll. Okay. Yeah. I'll just nudge her a little bit and be like, one last song? Oh, God, you... <laughs> uh, all right. Shut up. Hold on. And she gets up and, go and goes and fetches her loot. She has her own, like... Country roll. <laughs> yeah, that's what we say. <laughs> um, being that she has decided that she's going to spend most of her time with the caravan, she does share uh, one of the wagons with a uh, couple other people and she goes and sneaks off and gets her loot and comes back with it and takes it out of the case, tunes it and sits down and leans dramatically on you. I imagine we just play a song that we wrote together. Dueling banjos. Yeah, you guys do start off with like a nice song, and then eventually she starts like doing the dueling banjos thing to see if you'll <laughs> bite, and you start going back like, and forth, uh, and fine. it gets crazier and crazier, and you're just laughing, and a couple other people around are laughing at it too. <laughs> and she finishes with like a near. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's not it. Well, we'll do it again soon. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to teach, you know, someday you're going to have little munchkins. I'm going to have to teach them. Oh, God. We're not talking about that already. Uh, <laughs> not anytime soon, please, dear God. God, no. God, okay. no. Ugh. I'm too young to be an aunt. How... Okay. Um. <laughs> and you're way too young to be a mom. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No offense, but I don't think you could keep a goldfish. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay, cool. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Silas is, is alive. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks to Caladir. You know what? I think at least he will be the responsible parent. So they'll they'll live past like five, at least. Out of five, anything to say about it? Oh God, please! I'm kidding. Oh my God. I, well, I mean, Kit though. 
teeny tiny little paladins. Oh, jeez. Listen, I will trust you to babysit before I trust Kit. I know. You probably won't have a choice. Probably not. Because <laughs> I can just pop in through a tree and like snatch one of them and pop out. <laughs> and be like, hey kids, Uncle Kit's here. <laughs> and they're like, yeah! <laughs> I'm the fun lesbian aunt that everybody loves. Yeah. <laughs> you sneak him into R-rated movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, here, you can have your first drink, but only around me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the middle of the summer, we like sneak out to a lake and I freeze the entire thing over and we go ice skating in 80 degree weather. Yeah, it's really fun, actually. Doesn't it? But yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'll just hang out with her the rest of the night and we'll just relax and fuck around. Fuck around. Yeah. Fuck around. Fuck around. All right. Um, That's officially everything that I need to do before epilogue. Okay. I'm good too. So. Mm Oh boy, this is going to be a lot. Yes, uh, it is. Shit, I'm not ready. Uh, let's go on break first, shall okay. we? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'm starving, and I'm about to die, so. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in 10 minutes. Let's do 10.07? Uh, 10.08? 10.08, yeah. Okay, see you guys in a bit.